With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches. And you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative radio is coming for you. Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You'll listen to uncooperativeradio.com. And I'm here with Olaf Wright from Producer Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. All right, Susan, what are we talking about this evening? We start the show with the Pledge of Allegiance. You and I will rant. Then you and I will review the Logan Act and the Alien and Sedition Act since everyone keeps bringing them up. And I really do believe that part of our country is seditious. Yeah, no kidding. Followed by the illegal alien invasion report, what's up with our schools, we will never forget Benghazi, and we will visit the wonderful world of animals if we get to it. Okay. Begin. Oh, all right. Oh, it's time for the pledge. Patriots, hand of a heart, face the flag. You don't have a flag. Please get a flag or make a flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And if I sound a little funny, it's because my nose is... Acting up. That's the word for it. The phrase for it. I will rant. So it says. All right. now It says I will rant. Yesterday, you were looking at some site or someone had sent you an email about the Prague saying, I don't remember the name of it, that they're saying that every day there's a scandal with Trump. Do you remember that you had gotten this email? Yes. Okay. That's what I wanted you to rant about in the beginning. Because they're saying that there's a scandal every day with this presidency. They're out of their freaking mind. That's a bit one scandal. Not one. No. There's been Under Obama, there were a lot. Yeah. Oh, come on. Fast and Furious, Benghazi, SEAL Team 6. I could go on. They look at some stupid site out there that's uh, the conservatives. You know, I have to question people's conservatism when they're tearing into the presidency like this. They sound exactly like the left. Word for word, attitude and all. And it's just, it's tiresome. 
Fine, you didn't want Trump as president. Are you a big boy? Can you put on your big boy pants now and grow up? Because it's time to let's help Donald get his agenda done, not fight Donald. That's the left's job. So here's an idea. He's only been in office a month. And they're trying the best they can on the Democrats to block everything he's trying to do. Yet he's still got things accomplished. But you're not happy. Because you wanted Ted Cruz. Because Ted Cruz would have been a better president. I don't think Ted Cruz thinks Ted Cruz would have been a better president at this point. And he wouldn't have won. Bad news. I, all those, oh, you had the polls. Yeah, well, what did the polls say about Trump winning against Hillary? Oh, wow. Not a chance. Never happened. That's what they said. 100% sure there is no way Donald Trump could be elected. 100%. Sounded just like the idiot conservatives. Um, enough is enough. You sound like a petulant child. Stop stomping your feet and holding your breath because I'll let you turn blue. I really had enough with the never Trumpers. Just shut up. You know, using the same tactics left diminishes you greatly. And I, I hope the people that listen to you stop. So anyway, what's the president's strategy with nominees? Well, this is complicated. Yeah, but what was what is your theory about this whole thing, especially it with could, this? It could be a lot of things. Especially now, what are we doing? We're looking at what? At people that are leaking things where, where this might not have ever come out. Oh, yeah, no, I, I like the thing. The, what was the one? Oh, the golden showers leaked. That was great. Like, it was fake news, ladies and gentlemen. Uh all this crap here is fake news. Do your research. Well, now he's got... Con- <laughs> he can just get rid of everybody now. He did. He cleaned out the whole National Security Council. Gone. Oh, Put his own people in. The new, the new head of the State Department also laying people off as we speak. See I a saw lot, that headline. Gotta see a lot of that. You won't hear that from the Never Trumpers, though. No, no, no. He lies. Every word he says. Every word he says a lie. What, what kind of moron even believes that? What kind of doofus would put that in writing? Well, you're the... the... You're, I'm sorry. You have to have a mental disorder to put that in writing. That's the stupidest thing I've ever seen from anyone that called themselves a conservative. Well, you were saying the other day that uh, the man that uh, resigned, and I'm, why can't I remember his name? He, You're like, he's going, he's going... They had, he, had, he had a nominee the very next day. Amazing, don't you think? And, you know, he shouldn't have let General Flynn go. Yeah, or he knows what he's doing, and General Flynn knows what he's doing. And they're playing a game. The game is, let him go crazy over the first guy we have up. And then he he steps down, and we got this one we really wanted to get in, (laughs) coming up right behind him. Brilliant. And, no, and what? Did, and, right? what did, and what did get getting rid of Mike Flynn with because of leaks from the Intel Committee? Yep. Now we can get rid of the Intel. Committee. Now, now he he totally took control of the Intel Committee with his own people, and no secrets will be shared. Nothing sensitive will be shared with anybody but those people. That's what he got for it, and nobody's saying you can't do that. Oh my God, where's Schumer? He see he was too busy. He was, he was watching the right hand while Trump was doing something with the left hand. 
So everybody take deep breaths. You don't know what's going on. You know nothing about Donald Trump. I don't know anything about Donald Trump other than he's a successful real estate billionaire. Uh, I never paid much attention to him before. But I paid attention during the election. I like what he had to say. Which is- I like what he's done so far. How's that? I like what he's accomplished in one month in office. He's accomplished more one month of office than I have seen any president in the last 20 years get done. Well, except destroy it, the country. Not help the country, destroy the country. Oh, well, yeah, we're talking, <laughs> talking about positive things, not negative. Constitutional things, not unconstitutional things. I know we have to be loose on that. And I'll point out every time Trump does something unconstitutional, I don't care. Uh, it doesn't matter. Nobody's listening to the Constitution. That, that that game up there has been outside the Constitution for over 100 years. Well, if we were listening to the Constitution, Obama would have been impeached in his first term. If they listened <laughs> to me, Obama would have been impeached in his first term. But the Republicans are too wussy. And Hillary right after him. <laughs> and most of the Supreme and, Court. <laughs> and you don't understand. I told you all during the presidency. Boehner and Mc, O. McDonald, they were in it with Obama. It was a game. That's all it was, circus and bread. That's what it still is, but it's a little more entertaining now, and the bread's a little more tasty. So, never Trumpers um, and left-wing lunatics, you need mental help. Please go seek professional help. Oh, weren't you reading something before the show about spies aren't going to tell Trump anything now? That's the other because the community, the intelligence community is going to fight back. They didn't. They didn't. I didn't get to read the story because I got interrupted. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember. Um, Which is kind of scary because you know I was just reading. I was going to do no. Nothing. They didn't. Not they're not going to. They did not share with Trump what they're what they're required to share with Trump. What do you think of that? I don't have the whole story because I got interrupted. Well, I was, gonna, look online. I was going to... There's also I, something going on now called Spy versus Spy. That used to be a cartoon. Yep. It's funny. I mean, a cartoon strip. They did it for a little while on TV. Wasn't as funny. I was going to do... I was going to highlight a story, that we've done this once before, about this crime spree that went across the country because everyone's going, oh, we need the FBI for this, we need the FBI for that. Now, the FBI didn't even get involved. But while I was doing the research, I went to the history of the FBI and how they got started. And then I started reading about J. Edgar Hoover. And then I started thinking, you know what? Um, We could do a series of shows on J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah, and they were, the the people on the powers that be were terrified of this man. And I'm thinking to myself, this is exactly what the... uh, They were terrified of that man because he made sure his people got dirt on everybody. But that's exactly what the intelligence community is doing right right now. Exactly right. That's right. That's exactly right. And what is the FBI intelligence, right? Yes. Yeah. I know it's a law enforcement agency. But it's an, it's also it, it connects it, it collects intelligence, does it not? Right. Yeah. So I also want to rail on the old Prague slash communist Bernie Goldberg's comments on Bill O'Reilly about President Trump's press conference. Get over yourself. He's not unhinged. He's not crazy. He's just ignoring you people and telling you people that you're a bunch of idiots and liars. Sorry. Suck it up, because it's true. 
You should have heard him last night ranting. I was like, get this man off your show, O'Reilly. But O'Reilly's a doofus anyway. He's an old commie. It just bores me to death. Only these millennials have fallen for this crap. Uh, Even the new so-called Gen Z are are mostly conservative. Where the millennials, they're, they're communists. They're confused. Oh, no, they're communists. <laughs> they don't know they're communists, but they are. They're oh, just... the definition of... Definition of you want to take money away from somebody without their permission and give it to somebody else. You're a commie. That's the end of it. I don't care. Left-wing, liberal, progressive, socialist, commie, fascist, status, bastards. And with that, because I'm... I'm... We're seeing history repeating itself because, like I just said earlier, when I was doing the research for the FBI, I'm like, this was already done. <laughs> J. Edward Hoover did this already. Well, guess what? Oh, and so did uh, Merriam, Merriam-Webster. Completely destroyed the English language, completely removed anything important historically out of the language books. Okay, but the same thing that I'm seeing with the Logan Act that everyone's talking about. Oh, they don't even know what the Logan they Act don't. is. They don't, and the Alien and Sedition Acts, and that's what we're going to get to next. There, because... Here's a big surprise. Uh, the, the reason you're confused, Trump comes out and supports the general after booting him out. Circus and bread, what's wrong with you? They're, they're putting on a show for you. But with these two acts under John Adams, by the way, History. Actually, it was more than two acts. The Alien and Sedition acts were more than one. Well, Hence the name with the plurality. And again, history is repeating itself. Well, It really is. This is No, it's not the same thing. They're, not, they're trying to take us over from within and trying to use the, the tools that are supposed to prevent that from happening against us. That's what's going on. She's reading now. I am going to be reading. I, I tweeted to old Bernie there. Bernie Goldberg? Yeah. <laughs> not so, You're not going to confuse with Sanders now. Goldberg is an old prog. I meant Sanders. Okay, no. Goldberg is an old prog reporter. Bernie Goldberg? No, he's not. He's, yeah, he is. He's, he's a converted one, isn't he? No. He's still a prog. Yeah. Really? I yeah. like Bernie Goldberg. Yeah, no. He had, not, he, he had nothing but horrible things to say about Trump. Well, that doesn't mean anything. Come come check out my timeline and see what's going on. <laughs> Never Trumpers are losing their brains and their minds just like uh, liberal progs are doing. And that should tell you something. If you find yourself in the same exact position of a commie, you've chosen poorly. You don't have to think hard on that one. Just you make that a rule right there. <laughs> so I'm going to read A Patriot's History of the United States by Larry Schweikart and... Michael Allen about... Michael P. Allen. It doesn't say that. Michael A. Allen. Michael Z. Allen. Which one? Okay, so this is going to be... This is going to be about the the Logan Act and the Alien and Sedition Acts, okay? We read from this book in the Patriots Pub for a little while. Did you? In the beginning, we were using this to show how we... History has just been completely deconstructed by the left. You, You don't know anything that's truthful about history. Can you move that light a little bit without putting it out? We, everything here is broken. That's good. <laughs> everything's got to be fixed. I hate it. Well, everything's in a different state of disrepair, but it's functioning. 
Okay, despite the succession of a member of Washington's own party and administration, the election of 1796 elevated to power a man much different in temperament and personality than the great general he replaced. John Adams was both, um, oh my goodness, was both ably suited for and considerably handicapped in the fulfillment of his presidential duties. The 62-year-old president-elect still possessed a keen intellect, pious devotion, and selfish patriotism, but age had made him more Ira- what was that word, honey? I R A. I can't read that Iris- from here. Irrescribable. That's little print history book. Than tests. ever, and see that was one of his. We what, always what say. What did you call it? Irrescribable. Irrescribable. Yeah, irrescribable. I have no idea. I've never heard of that word. Than ever, his enemies pounced on his weaknesses. The Aurora referred to him as old, grueless, bald, blind, and crippled to which Abigail quipped that only she was capable of making such an assessment about her husband. Irascible, Susan. Irascible? <laughs> Look it up, ladies and gentlemen. Word for the day. Irascible. Irascible. It starts with an I. So that was one of the things that we have always talked about, Adams, and especially when I do the Women of the Revolution show, when we did Abigail and John, was he? Uh, they were both Puritans, and he really clung to his Puritan beliefs he was uh he was never happy he always wanted more he thought he wasn't he wasn't treated with respect enough he didn't this didn't happen that didn't happen all he did was sniff around his whole life to get another job in government yeah just he was a public servant though he he realized that to some extent but then again his his presidency was so bad that thomas jefferson quit as his as his uh vice president and he, then he ran against him in the 1800 election and defeated him. Adams, however, excelled in foreign policy matters, which was fortunate at a time when the nation had been thrust into the imbroglio, Imbro- uh, imbroglio, imbroglio of Anglo-French rivalry. Rivalry? Yeah. Right. I'm so bad at this. With no help. My God, you're a writer. <laughs> I know I write better than I talk. That's why you're the main speaker. Well, now you're just reading. With no help from Republican opponents or Federalist extremists within his own party, Adams rose above fractionalism and averted war. In the process, he paid a huge political price for his professionalism. For at least a decade, the British had bullied Americans on the high seas and at the treaty table. Well, no, I have a problem with Adams. He was anti-French. He was against the French government. He was against the French country. Thomas Jefferson was pro-France. The French helped us win the revolution. Without them, we would not have run. I I don't care what you think or what you've been told. Without them, they would not have won. It would have been over. Now, I'm a, I was with Jefferson. You don't alienate the people who helped you to try and cozy up to someone you just left. In 1797, the French decided it was their turn. Angered, angered by Federalist Anglophilia and the subservience evidenced in Jane's treaty, France, too, began to seize and confiscate American shipping to the tune of 300 vessels. Because of John Adams. I'm not telling you that. I, did, uh, I disagree with the author's uh, take on this. That's all. He's, he's looking at it from a different way. Oh, for his professional bull he, he was emotional. 
he he was irascible and he was the kind of person that didn't care. He didn't like French. He didn't like the French. So instead, he wants to kiss Britain's backside. Again, this was a big problem, and he that's why he lost the election. French, One of the main reasons. French aggression shocked and silenced Republicans. Among the Federalists, the response was surprisingly divided. Predictably, Ham- Hamiltonians and other arch-Federalists who had bent over backward to avoid war with Britain now pounded the drums of war against France. A popular toast of the day to Adams was, may he, like Samson, slay thousands of Frenchmen with the jawbone of a Jefferson. Man, see, they're just as nasty today. <laughs> Everybody was just as nasty. It's human nature. Well, they were less nasty then because they were Christians at least. Right, that's true. They yeah. hadn't lost and God yet. yet. <laughs> and yet, and yet, look what happened. Adams himself and the moderates, however, followed the president's lead and tried to negotiate a peace. They were stymied initially by unscrupulous Frenchmen. To negotiate with the French foreign minister, Charles Talleyrand, a master of personal survival skills, who had avoided the guillotine under the Jacobins, later survived the irrationalities of Napoleon and later still had returned to represent the restored Bourbon monarchy, Adams sent Charles Coatsworth Pickney, Thomas's brother, John Marshall, and Elbridge Gerry to Paris. Gerry. Is it Gerry? Yep. Upon arrival, however, the Americans were not officially allowed to present their credentials to the foreign minister. In an immense snub, at an unofficial... You mean like when uh, Caesar there let uh, Netanyahu come in the back door and kept him in the basement while he went to go eat? Like that? No, that would be something entirely different. Well, and I'm I'm just saying that because I'm really tired of all you progs out there when we bring up what the, what was wrong with the presidency and going, I don't he's to, not a president anymore. Right. I don't want to rehash that either, but if you're going to bring up anything about anything that he had was involved in, we have to bring him up. I'd rather not ever talk about him again. You'd rather he'd still be president. Manny, you, you just, oh, we must love pain. You must love it. You must look. If, what, are you one of those people that, like, get off on pain? Must an, be. I think the left is like that. That's why they're all sexual deviants. At an unofficial meeting with three French agents referred to by the American press as agents X, Y, and Z, the Americans learned that the French agents expected a bribe before they would be granted an audience with French officials. Yes. It was a great corrupt system. Pickney, Marshall, and Gary refused such a profane act, and immediately returned home. Newspapers later reported that Pickney had proclaimed to agents X, Y, and Z that Americans would gladly spend millions for defense, but not one cent for tribute. It is more probable he uttered the the less quotable, it is no, not a sixpence. But regardless, the French got the message. The negotiations abruptly ended, and the arch-federalists had their issue. Before long, the infamous X, Y, and Z affair, well, that's a capital A with the affair, produced a war fever and temporarily solidified the Federalist power base. After recovering somewhat from their initial shock, Republicans asked why Americans should declare... What? Who asked? Republicans. Who? Republicans. Who? Republicans. Okay. What, what's the date? <laughs> this was 17, 1797. 
This is the Republican Party that was founded by Madison and Jefferson. Not by Jefferson. Uh, Jefferson was the first president for the party to, to run against the Federalists, but there were a lot of people running against the Federalists because the point was to get rid of them, and they did. They wiped them completely out of office. That's why on the way out, they did so much damage, just like Obama. It's amazing. The parallels in history. I did a whole thing on Hitler, and as I was reading it about Hitler, what he did when he got elected, and did, I'm like, this is what Obama's doing. It's like using it for a playbook. Including taking over health care. That's why they're that's why they're so freaking out. Yeah, I know. They made this great remember it was a big blanking deal, right? That's what the Joe Palooka Biden said on a hot mic. It yeah, it really is. That's why they don't want to they refuse to let us take it apart. They refuse to get let us get rid of it. So they're going to fight tooth and nail on that. Well, so, oh, yeah, he promised to get rid of Obamacare. He still hasn't got rid of Obamacare. He's trying, but they're trying to stop him at every turn. That's the way the game works. I'm sorry, did you think it was going to happen in the first 10 hours? Actually, in the first 10 hours, he did something that actually did help. It took away the IRS's ability to penalize you for not having health care. Right after, right after the inauguration, Brian, and before all the balls that they had to go, what was he doing? He was in the office trying to get rid of stuff. He was signing. <laughs> Just like right now. He is right now. They're he, still going over because they have, what's it? I forget how many days where, for some reason, Congress said they've taken so many days of someone coming into office, those executive orders can be overturned by another executive order. No, all of them can be overturned by another executive order, you buffoon. Just one. Again, the Congress has nothing to do with it. It's an executive order. It is not a power of the legislative branch. They have zero to say about it. That's the end of that. Before we continue, I think this is a good time. Sure, why not? All right, this is Young Quap Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. <laughs> socialists. You will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. Attention users of the blood-thinning drug Xarelto. If you took the drug Xarelto and experienced complications such as cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, you may be eligible to get a cash award for your suffering. Call the Xarelto Help Hotline now at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. To qualify for a cash settlement, you must file a claim before the deadline. So don't miss your opportunity for a cash settlement. Call 855-719-3101 now for a free no-obligation consultation. Our call center is open 24-7. So if you took the drug Xarelto and experienced cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, call the Xarelto Help Hotline at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. That's 855-719-3101. What is term life insurance? 
It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the Term Lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194-800-917-2194-800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. All right, and welcome back to the Aguabin Radio Show. Our half of one. Okay, so we're still reading from A Patriot's History of the United States about the Logan Acts and the Alien and Sedition Acts. And I got myself much more comfortable (laughs) during the break, and I can read better. (laughs) Okay, so they went to France. They they wanted a bribe, and we weren't going to give them a bribe, so we left. Okay? (laughs) So then, uh, let's see. The Republicans asked why Americans should declare war on France 
for aggression identical to that which Great Britain had perpetrated with impunity for nearly a decade. Adams stood between the two groups of extremists, urging more negotiations while simultaneously mustering thousands of soldiers and sailors in case shooting started. He had benefited from the authorization by Congress. What does mustering mean? Huh? What does muster mean? Gathering, getting together, asking for. It means they're they're building an army. Okay. A a military. Okay. They're called to muster, which means they're called to rise up, come together. Remember, they had to create armies back then. Right. They couldn't have a standing standing army. army. Though we have one, don't we? He had benefited from the authorization by Congress two years earlier of six frigates, three of which were rated at 44 guns, although only the United States and the Constellation actually carried that number. These vessels, which Adam referred to as floating batteries and wooden walls, entered service just as tensions on the oceans peaked. In February of 1799, open fighting between America and French ships erupted on the high seas, precipitating an undeclared war, dubbed by historians thereafter as the Quasi-War, <laughs> which were, that's what we call everything that we're raising right now. It's a Quasi-War all over the world. Well, not really. It's a little different all over the world. This is just one, one country, one government. Adams already had his hands full with peacemaking initiatives without the interference of George Logan, a Pennsylvania Quaker who traveled to Paris on his own funds to secure the release of some American seamen. So what the war they're talking about then is more of a war of debate, a war of words, a war of convincing? That they're talking about now? Quasi-war. They weren't shooting each other, were they? Yes, the French started, we started shooting at each other. In February 1799, open fighting between I mean, American no, friendships no. Each erupted. O- each other, not French. And I'm not talking about the French government. I'm talking about the people that are pro-French and the people that are pro-British. These are the ones creating the quasi-war. Yeah, but there was open fighting between American and French troops in 1799. Well, okay, so they fired at each other long after all this. It's read. You got to figure it out in the timeline. That happened before that. Yeah, they, they, he was trying negotiations before open war started. Right, it was already called the quasi-war before. Well, it wasn't called anything back then. It was called just just a usual mess uh, for what we have today. But uh, that French thing, you know, it really divided people. But I don't know why anybody wanted to be loyal to the British when the British are the ones we broke off from. We had a revolution. We kicked them out of our lives. And these people wanted to go and embrace them and make, a, and make their relationship with it over france and france is the one who got got us and helped us yeah they had ulterior motives so what it's sort of like businessmen when they have ulterior motives doesn't mean anything it still helps other people so it affects other people regardless or should i say irregardless because nobody knows what that means okay so this guy, George Logan, a Pennsylvania Quaker who traveled to Paris with his own funds to secure the release of some American seamen. <clears throat> Logan may have been well-intentioned, but by inserting himself into international negotiations, he endangered all Americans. 
not the least of which were some of those he sought to help. His actions spawned the Logan Act of 1799, which remains in effect to the present. Which nobody has ever been actually prosecuted under, so why do we still have it? Forbidding private citizens from negotiation with, negotiating with foreign governments in the name of the United States. Right. That's what they're saying uh, Michael Flint did wrong. Although, nobody nobody tried this on Kennedy when he was actively in bed with the Kremlin fighting against Reagan with the commies. Well, well why did they go after him? Well, they're local access private citizen. Oh, private citizen. Huh. So it's okay for a sitting senator to undermine an administration again with by going to bed with the enemy. What that's called is treason, ladies and gentlemen. That's what Edward Kennedy was uh, should have gotten done. That's how he should have died, not the way he did. Well, he should have been in jail after you know that that poor woman that he drowned in the. In his drunk driving accident? Yeah. Nothing happened to him? Nope. Why do you think? It could be corrupt, could it? Meanwhile, buoyed by a 1798 electoral sweep, the so-called arch-federalists in Congress continued to call for war against France. Pointing to alleged treason at home, they passed a set of extreme laws, the Alien and Sedition Acts. Now, were they constitutional? No. Yeah, careful. Which one? It, it, some is and some isn't. Like the alien part? That was just, nobody has a problem with that. Well, I won't say nobody. Nobody that I care about has a problem with that. Uh, the Sedition Acts, however, are a non-starter. So the Alien and Sedition Acts that would prove their political undoing. A naturalization act, which aimed at French and Irish immigrants, increased from 4 to 14 the number of years required for American citizenship. The fact And that was their job. Just that. No more. That's it. No, no enforcement. Nothing. Power belongs to the states. How they make citizens. That goes to the national government. That's constitutional. Not immigration law. That's states' power. Believe it or not, and they used to use it. That's how it was. And we were happy and prosperous and everything was wonderful. And now we gave more power. We let, we didn't give it to them. They stole immigration because the Constitution doesn't grant the power over immigration to the national government. If it did, John Adams would have done more than the Alien Sedition Acts. He would have barred all these people forever coming over here. The fact that these immigrants were nearly all Catholics and Republicans no doubt weighed heavily in deciding their fate. A new Alien Act gave the president the power to deport some of these dangerous aliens, while the Sedition Act allowed the Federalists to escalate their offensive against American Francophiles by abridging First Amendment speech rights. The Sedition Acts forbade conduct or language leading to rebellion, and although the wording remained rather vague, Federalist judges eventually understood it. Under the act, they arrested, tried, convicted, and jailed or fined 25 people, mostly Republican newspaper editors, including Matthew Lyon, a jailed Republican congressman. Exactly who, what the left wants to do to cut conservatives right, right now. now. 
who won his re-election while still behind bars. We were going to say that was going to happen to Hillary, didn't that we? That still happens today. It has happened. In modern, I forget what his name was. Uh, someone in a, in a ghetto, you know, uh, district. And they voted him back in, even though he was in prison. Application of modern-day values, not to mention civil liberties laws, would make the Alien and Sedition Act seem outrageous infringements on personal liberties. In context, the sedition clauses originated in the libel and slander laws of the day. Personal honor was a value most Americans held quite clear, and malicious slurs often resulted in duels. The President of the United States, subjugated to vile criticism, had no means of redress to defamatory comments. It would be almost a half a century before courts routinely held that a much higher bar governed the protection of public figures' reputations or character from attacks that to an ordinary citizen might be considered libelous or slanderous. Newspapers rushed to Adams' defense, and the Guardian of New Brunswick declared, Sedition by all and laws of God and man is and ever has been criminal. Common law tradition in England long had a history of restricting criticisms of the government, but with the French Revolution threatening to spread the reign of terror across all of Europe, public criticism took on the aura of fermenting rebellion, or at least that it was most of the Federalists thought, provoking their ham-handed response. Adams, above all, should have been known better. Now, let's, let's be clear here. The federal government's job and power is to put down insurrection, not sedition. Um, alien acts, well, they're not supposed to have anything to do with aliens, but they could say who couldn't come in, but not yet, because it wasn't 1808 yet. So really, he, he, had, he had no power over that at all, only on what, who, who can, cannot, or, or how, what marks they have to hit to become a, nat, uh, a citizen. That's what naturalization means. Naturalization, you take an immigrant and you turn it into a citizen. That's naturalization. That's the laws they wanted. Now, why did they ask for uniform rules of naturalization for the states if the states weren't bringing in their own immigrants? Because they were. But they all, under the Articles of Confederation, they all had different levels in which... It would take for you to become a citizen. So, and obviously, the states that had a higher standard were ticked off about the ones with the lower standard because we all had to recognize that citizenship, regardless of that that person would never become a citizen of my state. So, they asked for uniform rules of naturalization to end that. So, every state has the same bar that has to be met for an immigrant to become a citizen. And little common sense applied here. Obviously, the federal government had no power over immigration. Zero. In eighteen oh eight, they could block, but that was about that was about slavery. So, in context, it's about bringing people in as slaves and commodities, uh, not citizenship, not immigration. Suffering from one of his few moral lapses. Adams later denied responsibility for these arguably unconstitutional laws. Yet in 1798, he neither vetoed nor protested them. Republicans countered with threats to disobey federal laws known as the Virginia and Kentucky Resolutions. 
Those are my favorite. The Kentucky is my favorite draft resolution. Go get that one. Authored in 1798 and 1799 by Madison and Jefferson, respectively, the revolutions reviewed the anti-federal spirit with a call for state sovereignty and comprised a philosophical bridge between the Articles of Confederation and John C. Calhoun's 1832 Doctrine of Nullification. Madison and Jefferson argued from a compact theory of government. States, they claimed, remained sovereign to the national government by virtue of the fact that it was the states, not the people, who formed the Union. Under this interpretation, the states had the duty to judge the constitutionality of federal acts and protect their citizens from unconstitutional and coercive federal laws. Stop there. That's exactly what my plan calls for, and it's nothing new, as you can see. Nothing new. The plan to take back the states? Take back your states from the ground up. Like-minded people understand limited government, the Constitution, the role of the state, the role of the central government. Get them all installed into your state. Start at the public schools and work your way up, please. Once you get to the governor, then it's time to think about reasserting constitutional sovereignty. But since no state has ever gotten there yet, uh, there's really no point in going further. But that's just that should be everybody's goal. Take your state from the ground up. Some states you only maybe get you only get the school district. Some states you, you may go higher, but you can't go any higher than the city council for whatever reason, uh, the politics and such. It's all right. You still made everybody's lives a little better. And that's, and that's a good thing. Every step in the right direction helps. Your state might not be one of the states in the beginning to go to stand up. But what's going to happen as states start standing up and standing up and standing up? The other states are going to start falling in line. So uh, what he's talking about is the way it's supposed to be. States decide what's constitutional, not not the not the judiciary of the federal government, because that's the federal government deciding whether or not the federal government uh, is following the Constitution, which is moronic, and our founding fathers would have never set up that system, and they didn't. You won't, regardless of Marbury v. Madison, look at the first time anybody ever cited Marbury v. Madison in a case. It didn't happen right after Marbury v. Madison. It didn't happen for a long, long time because nobody was going to touch that because the people in charge knew that that was a nonsensical thing that the court didn't even have authority. They didn't even listen to it at all. The Supreme Court was a joke. Uh, and then suddenly, when the courts were starting to do all this case case law stuff, so, uh, so well, you know, all there was Marbury v. Madison. Let's, let's try bringing this up again. Marbury v. Madison uh, should never have been heard, therefore it doesn't matter, and the Supreme Court does not make law, and the Supreme Court doesn't get the grant power to itself, which it did in Marbury v. Madison. Again, you heard the governors decide, not the Supreme Court of the United States of America. The governor decides. That, and there's not been an m- amendment to the Constitution to change it since, since we're talking about now. Not a change. No, there's no amendment that changes that. And until there is one, uh, it, it doesn't live, it doesn't breathe, it's a legal document. And we're, nobody's, except crazy people, are buying that nonsense anymore. Such a Lockean argument. Mm. One, Say that again. Such a Lockean argument. Oh no, that can't, that's not right. Lock 
Lockean. Lockean. Oh, as a John Locke. Locke. Right. Okay. Okay. You all right with that? I had to make sure the word was right. <laughs> I mean, because that messes up the whole story. Such a Lockean argument once thrilled true revolutionaries. Wait, wait, wait. You did it again. It's not Elockian. The Lockean. You said Elockian no, again. No, such a Lockean argument once thrilled Thank true you. revolutionaries. That's what started me off, the way you were saying it was Elockian. I'm like, what? But now the Declaration and the Constitution repudiated these doctrines. If one follows the Jeffersonian's logic of deriving all government from first things, however, one must not go to the Constitution per se, but to its roots, the Declaration, wherein it was the people of the colonies who declared independence and the preamble to the Constitution, which admittedly is not a law itself, but the intention for establishing the law still begins, we the people of the United States of America. In either case, the states never were the activating or motivating body, rather simply the administrating body. No other state supported Madison or Jefferson's resolutions, which, if they had stood, would have led to an endless string of secessions, first states from the Union, then counties from states, then townships from cities. And this is why all these pundits are saying that there's no such thing as state nullification, and they're wrong. There is such a thing as state nullification. No, there isn't because it hasn't been done. That's how, in their lifetime. That's why there it isn't. Its power is still there, but again, the state has to understand. The national government's not going to go. Oh yeah, they have the power to do that. So this really didn't tell me what happened to the the sedition acts. What happened? It doesn't really tell me what they did. They the federalists just got out of power and it went away. They repealed them. Yeah, they didn't say that in this. You didn't go far enough. That was the end. The next is the, is the uh, right, well, they, election of 1800. Because they didn't repeal them yet. Oh, so they did repeal them. But they didn't repeal the Logan Act. All you have to do is look it up. Alien, repealing the Alien and Sedition Act. But they didn't do that for the Logan Act. No, they didn't, it seems. And it's weird that they bring that up. It's saying a private citizen can't go, because, but it says for negotiation. And that's not what he was doing. And by the way, everybody knew he was the incoming... Uh, what what was he going for again? I, I'm getting Madison in my head now. Um, Flynn was... National uh, Security something. No. Yeah, he was National Security. I can look it up. But yeah. I hate opening up their browser because you will have like a bazillion pages every time I click on it. I can't stand it. So let's open up Firefox instead. And this is right here, and I don't want to click anything because you know how I am when I click. Yes, there's all the pages. There's all the pages I load every day. Good Lord, Brian. Just click, go away, click Yappy. Click a new tab. <laughs> go away, Yappy. Click a new tab and go. Go away, Facebook. Susan, click a new tab and go. Okay. This is the radio. We don't have time for your games. Let's go. Okay. It's like a, sometimes you're like a child. Aren't you? <laughs> focus, focus, focus. All right, well, she's doing that. Oh, no, she can't because I have to wait for her to push a button. Well. Well. See, it's, it's everything you bring up on him, it's saying that he is he, he violated the Logan Act. I mean, come on. You people are idiots. <laughs> well, you haven't found out anything yet, and you're sitting there laughing, having a good time. Um, I'm going to move along then. You can look up later. Press a button or I'm moving along. Okay, pressing the button. Go. 
Let's get a grip on immigration in these great United States. It's high time that we limit their numbers. It's high time that we close up that gate. Now can't you see how we are rapidly becoming another third world fascist state? Let's get a grip on immigration. Take a call, client, client with the K.com. And of course, that means it's time for the illegal alien invasion report. Well, she tries to figure out what Michael Flynn's job was actually going to be. Former national security advisor. Yeah, he, well, he's been a former national everything, so you need to look that up. What was he appointed to? He wasn't, it wasn't an advisor. I know that's not it. Anyway, from LiveSet. Got time? Take your time. Alexander Acosta, President Donald Trump's replacement choice to run the Department of Labor. Again, like that, he had a replacement. Advocated for easier immigration and amnesty for people who previously had come to the United States illegally. Well, that would be a good replacement if that's true. Acosta, who served on the National Labor Relations Board in the George W. Bush administration, expressed his views at a 2012 forum sponsored by the Hispanic leader... Again, 2012, okay. Michael Flynn resigns as National Security Advisor. Okay. That's what he was. Why don't you believe me? (laughs) Why don't you believe me? (laughs) Because I don't even know what... I don't even remember what that position does. So who cares? He was previously... Wasn't he previously in charge of the DIA? Wow, she knows nothing about him. I, this Acosta guy bothers me. Um, it was sponsored by the Leadership Network, Hispanic Leadership Network Conference. He called for a quote-unquote comprehensive immigration solutions and lamented the failure of previously legislative efforts. Well, well that's because they gave you people amnesty. No. Part of that means figuring out what we do with all the individuals already in our nation, he said. Follow the law, deport them. To provide agricultural jobs, we need to figure out a way to address that. Um, temporary work visa. This is already, by the way, they're already, this already, there is a guest worker program already in this country. Nobody talks about it. It's here. May not be enough what people want. We can talk about that. I have no problems with people coming here, picking fruit, going home. But they have to go home. Part of it is figuring out what to do with all, he said. We need them here. No, we don't. They provide construction jobs. No, they don't. No, no. They take construction jobs. They don't provide them. We, the people, provide them. The citizens provide them by by deciding to build something. They don't. They're not charging it. They're not making any. They're not, doing it. They're not providing jobs. They take jobs. They're low-income workers. But we'll touch this on the other side. It's your cooperative radio show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back.
You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there's certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. How horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? Operation Homefront operates programs with the goal of making a difference in military family quality of life. They serve younger families of deployed service members, typically in the ranks of E1 through E6 in all branches of the armed forces. Operation Homefront provides a wide range of programs and is dedicated to helping the families our troops leave behind. For more information, please visit their website at operationhomefront.net. Okay, we have a little humor for you called You Might Be a Liberal. If you think Durka Durka Murtha Jihad is your hero, you might be a liberal. If you sit around all day thinking about ways of getting rid of President George W. Bush, you might be a liberal. If your children are channel surfing on the television and they come across the Fox News channel, and suddenly stand up and yell, Heil Hitler! Uh, you might be a liberal. If you think Rush Limbaugh is the Antichrist, you might be a liberal. If you think the United Nations should rule the world, you might be a liberal. If you feel that Bill Clinton was the best president in the history of the United States of America, you might be a liberal. If you vote for a candidate because they are good-looking, you might be a liberal. If you think Nancy Pelosi is brilliant, you might be a liberal. If you base your life on the slogan, if it feels good, do it, you might be a liberal. If you're waiting for utopia to begin, you might be a liberal. If you believe there is no right or wrong, but it's a personal decision, man, you might be a liberal. And lastly, if you name your children Moon Unit, Apple, or Seven, you might be a liberal. This is Jeff Carlisi from the band 38 Special. Let us never forget that police lives matter. I am officially running for President of the United States. Could he actually win? No freaking way! Which Republican candidate has the best chance of winning the general election? Donald Trump. There's not going to be a President Donald Trump. Trump will not be president. Trump will never be elected president of the United States. You're not going to be president. A man right? who will never be president of the United States. Donald Trump is not going to be president of the United States. Take it to the bank. He will never be president. Donald Trump is not going to become president of the United States. She's at plus 19. Do you think the tapes made a difference? Of course! 
course, they made all the difference. This race is over. Hillary Clinton has raised more than double Donald Trump vastly outspending him. The presidency at about 89% for Hillary Clinton. Uh, your analytical model has uh, never been wrong. Now projects Hillary Clinton to win presidential election. 100% chance. You still think she has a 100% chance of winning the election? Mm. I do. And what would Donald Trump have to do to turn things around? Prayer and hope for a Festivus miracle. <laughs> this is CNN's coverage of election night in America. The fight for the presidency. Because we don't care. Oh, okay, have Kentucky. Who cares? Kentucky don't no, care about Indiana. Don't care. Indiana with it's West Virginia, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Mississippi, South Carolina, Alabama, Kansas, Nebraska, and Wyoming with its vote North Dakota and South Dakota, Texas. Uh, up and down the middle of the country, all red. Arkansas, Louisiana, the state of Montana, Missouri. Yes. It was at 80% an hour ago for Clinton. What is it now? 68%. Okay, uh, God damn it, I'm nervous. Ohio. to the Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 2. Hey, you know, I disagree. Well, I agree more with Ann Coulter than I disagree, but I do disagree with her. And one thing I have to give her credit for, she she stood up in front of all those people and said Trump is going to be president, and she was right. Take that, never Trumpers. Yeah, sometimes I don't like her very much. Um, but she, she's funny. Uh, she's just very mean-spirited. Yeah, everyone laughed at her, and she was right. I love that clip. Thank you for getting that. And there was all kinds of people telling me Trump was never going to elect it. Yeah, but he did. But he didn't win the popular vote. So what? That's happened before. It means nothing. The only thing that counts is the Electoral College. You decide who your electors are, and that's where your job's over. Actually, one of the articles that we have here, hon, under the Illegal Alien Invasion Report, he's investigating. I don't think you really told anybody what was in the Alien and Sedition Acts. I didn't hear you read it once. Yes, I did. It, it, I did. I read what it was exactly. I just didn't read. I didn't know read that they the got... Read the acts. Well, I, I wanted to do the whole background on it. I like the way they do that. Well, we, but background on what? We didn't read it to them. They don't know what it is. I'm just saying, we need to get that information for the people. She doesn't care. Anyway, they provide agricultural jobs. They don't provide agricultural jobs, you doofus. They fill agricultural jobs. You moron. Farmers create farm agricultural jobs. Not illegal aliens picking crops. We need to figure out a way to address that. It's called the guest worker program. We already have it. Look at the hell up. We need to figure out. All right, this guy already shouldn't be. Uh, I'm wondering if he's just put up there to be knocked down. He can't, he can't keep doing the same thing or they're going to figure it out eventually. We need to figure out a way to have a pathway to further future legal immigration. And if we don't take it all at once... 
we're not going to solve it because you can't solve part of it without solving the other part. Horse crap. Absolutely you can. You just don't want to. It's simple. Border enforcement and enforcement of our laws in the across the nation is first priority. Which includes deportation. That's following the laws. Second priority is dealing with legal immigration, which is a different topic entirely. They want to mush it all together because they want to use legal immigrants as a leverage to, for illegal aliens. See, that's not good. Immigration hawks express concern over those sentiments. He essentially advocates for amnesty for the basis for immigration reform, said Ira Melvins, a spokesman for the Federation of American Immigration Reform. That kind of sounds like open borders. Although the Labor Secretary is not as intimately involved in immigration enforcement as other cabinet-level officials, experts say the the Labor Department does conduct workplace inspections and help set overall labor labor policies. Department of Labor is unconstitutional. No power over labor in the Constitution. William Gein, founder for the Americans for Illegal Immigration PAC, said the views Acosta expressed at the uh, 2012 forum are disturbing. If you can't tell, I'm really under the weather. It is very clear that this guy is from the amnesty side of the aisle, he said. It's very unfortunate that someone like that would ever be considered for any position in the Trump administration. Gein also expressed concern that Acosta has been backed in the past by the National Council of La Raza. The group, in 2003 testimony supporting Acosta's bid to be an assistant attorney general, called him a bridge builder, not only with the Latino community, but with other ethnic and racial groups. Yeah, I know, and somebody uh, wanted to read a letter trying to paint Jeff Sessions as a racist when he ran for attorney general in Alabama, even though he was the furthest thing from a racist you could find. Uh, I don't care if it was... I don't care if it was the wife or offspring of Martin Luther King Jr. And I don't believe Avita ever did that. Acosta, who currently serves as Dean of Florida International University's Law School, I gotta start calling him Unlaw School, it would add diversity to the administration. The son of a Cuban immigrant the son of Cuban immigrants. He is the first Hispanic name to the cabinet. Trump mentioned Acosta briefly during a combative uh, news conference dominated by dueling with reporters, pushing him on allegations that his presidential campaign was in constant contact with Russian officials. He will be tremendous Secretary of Labor, Trump said. Representative Bradley Byrne, Republican Alabama, chairman of the House Subcommittee on Workforce Protections, praised the selections. Alex Acosta was a clear record of protecting American workers and upholding the law, Byrne said in a statement. From his time on the National Labor Relations Board to his service as a U.S. attorney, he has the background and experience necessary to excel as Secretary of Labor. Yeah, I would get rid of that job. 
Acosta also drew praise from the United States Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. We are thrilled to work with Acosta on a host of economic and labor issues, which directly affect our members and the Hispanic community as a whole, the group's president, Javier Palomares, said in a statement. What's what's wrong with that? It's legal, it's legal Hispanics don't like illegal aliens any more than we do. You know, we do have plenty of Hispanic citizens. They understand they had to go through it, or their parents had to go through it the hard way, and everybody else, they just stay in a line. Uh, he became U.S. Attorney in MIMI, uh, Miami, of course, where he oversaw prosecutions of lobbyist Jack Abramoff on fraud charges and terrorism suspect Jose Padilla. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, other high-profile cases included founders of the the Cali drug cartel and the son of former Liberian leader Charles Taylor, Charles Chucky Taylor Jr., was convicted of leading a campaign of torture against his father's political enemies. But it is Acosta's immigration comments that are likely to cause the most consternation among conservatives. Immigration hawks expressed similar concerns about Trump's first choice to run the Labor Department, Andrew Puzda, who withdrew his name Wednesday amid mounting opposition over personal issues. Again, all part of the plan. During a 2012 forum, Acosta told the story of a Haitian woman who paid smugglers to come into the country and endured repeated rapes during the journey. The cost of illegal immigration is not simply exclusion, but it's the abuse of those individuals that are looking to our nation as beacons of freedom, and so we need to take it on. We need to figure out a way to address illegal immigration and give everyone a path to get here legally in a transparent way and in a fair way. Everybody? What, are you kidding me? All right, now I have a problem with this guy. In a fair way. Uh, no, everybody, figure out a way to to give everyone a path to get here legally. Everyone? Are you nuts? Good thing he's not up for immigration, Department of Immigration, because I'd be really upset. Melman, the fair spokesman and Acosta seem to view immigration through the same lens as Puzder. He seems to also advocate for an unlimited or virtually unlimited flow of immigrant labor, he said. That's what I, that's what I got from it, too. Um, so I don't care if he makes it or not. But, again, he's, the, he's not the Department of Immigration, Department of Labor. However, this boils over into workplace inspections, illegal aliens, you have to bring ICE in, have them arrested. That's their job. I'm willing to bet this guy wouldn't do that. Obaminus didn't do that. All right, from Central Nervous System. No, CNS News. Building a wall on the southern U.S. border 
could save taxpayers four to five times its cost over the next 10 years. A new report by the Center for Immigration Studies shows. Using National Academy of Science, another unconstitutional bureaucracy, is no need for it, uh, and it's illegal. The NAS and Department of Homeland Security, DHS, data. The study looks at a lifetime net financial drain, taxes minus services used, of each illegal alien entering the country. Given the 12 to $15 billion cost of the border wall and assuming 1.7 million illegal crossings without the wall over the next 10 years, each illegal is a lifetime net cost to the taxpayer of $74,722. Let me tell you, let me read that again in case you were sleeping. Each illegal alien is a lifetime net cost to the taxpayers of $74,722. If the wall cut illegal entries in half, $850,000, the wall would save $64 billion over 10 years. The wall would pay for itself in two years, 1.9 to 2.2 years depending on costs. It would save taxpayers four to five times its cost over 10 years. If the wall stopped only 9 to 12 percent, that's 160 to 180,000 of illegals crossing over the next decade, a 12 to 15 billion dollar wall would pay for itself in 10 years. Factoring in the average cost of an illegal alien's U.S. born children, the net financial cost taxpayers would have to absorb is $94,931. If the wall stopped only 9%, 160,000 illegal crossings, a $12 million wall, is that million? Yeah, it says million, would, pay, would still pay for itself in about eight years. Wait, I thought it was $12 billion. There's a thousand. It's a, they they didn't put enough zeros in. Twelve billion. You should stick to just writing billion. These people get paid for a living, really. Down by three zeros. I don't really care that much about the cost, but since everybody else does care about the cost, uh, there you go. It'll pay for itself. It, at the minimum, it'll pay for itself in ten years. At, at a minimum. The, the sky's the limit from there. Um, some PF the report. What? From the Center for Immigration Studies. I just read it. I, I have no idea. The findings of this analysis show that if a border wall stopped a small fraction of the illegal aliens my word who are expected to come in the next decade the finite fiscal savings from having fewer illegal immigrants in the country would be sufficient to cover the costs of the wall this analysis takes the likely education level of illegal border crossers and applies fiscal estimates developed by 
the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine, or for immigrants by education level. NAS calculates the future fiscal balance immigrants create, taxes paid minus costs. NAS reports fiscal balance as a net present values, which places a lower value on future expenditures than on current expenditures. Based on NAS data, illegal border crossers create an average fiscal burden of approximately 74,200. Didn't I just read this? I did. This is the exact same information. What the heck's going on here, Susan? She just got the same thing from a different place. Anyway, um, we did this already. So sorry. Among other, among the findings, there is agreement among researchers that illegal aliens, not immigrants, aliens, overwhelmingly have modest levels of education. Most have not completed high school or have only a high school education. There is also agreement that the immigrants who come to America with modest levels of education create significantly more in costs for government than they pay in taxes. A recent NAS study estimated the lifetime fiscal impact taxes paid minus services used of immigrants by education, averaging the cost estimates from the study and combining them with the education levels of illegal border crossers shows a net fiscal drain of $74,222 per illegal crosser. Uh, these are all the same numbers. Um, okay, blah, 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 you know, blah, 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 this is different. Newly released research by the Institute for Defense Analysis done for the Department of Homeland Security indicates that 170,000 illegal al- immigrant aliens cross it, da, 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 the border successfully without going through a port of entry in 2015. Okay. Been getting through that confusion from World Net Daily. President Trump's investigation of voter fraud in the wake of his claim that he would have won the nationwide popular vote if 3 million to 5 million illegal aliens hadn't voted just got a boost. A new analysis has calculated that as many as 2 million non citizen Hispanics were illegally registered to vote in the U.S., the Washington Times reported. Already, uh, analysis by the political scientist at Old Dominion University, Jesse Reichman, or Rickman, estimated Hillary Rotten Clinton's received 834,381 net votes from non-citizens on November 8th. Now an analysis that combines a 2013 survey with U.S. Census data finds the number of illegally registered Hispanics could range from 1 million to 2.1 million. It is derived from the National Hispanic Survey conducted in June 2013 by McLaughlin & Associates and the number of non-citizen Hispanic adults in the U.S. Census of the same year. The National Hispanic Survey randomly selected samples of 800 Hispanics 
56% or 448 said they were non-citizens. And of those, 13% said they were registered to vote. The Times reported. I, I heard some guy do a thing on the street. kept asking people, every Hispanic you went up to, I, did you come here legally? And they were like, no. He goes, was it hard? No, really. I've uh, done it five times. Uh, you've crossed the border five times illegally. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, this is what's going on. It's a, it's a joke. It's just a joke. And these are all the people that would not be allowed to come here legally. Because you don't take people legally that have don't have an education. Don't speak of the language. Are more likely to be on welfare than anything else. Uh, if not, if even if they have a job, they'll still be participating in welfare. They, we, they, those are the people you say can't come here. Only those that can benefit the United States come here. You, everyone's got the upside notion that we're supposed to benefit the immigrant that comes here. Are you insane? Think about that for look in the mirror when you say that. And just keep saying it over and over and over again until it settles in. That's just, it's just moronic. You, you really come with great company a great country by taking in everybody's trash regardless of that stupid inscription on the pedestal which was written by some I don't know she was some elitist what do they call those uh, those people that have money that they did they, they have money because the parents do they don't earn anything they just go around partying all the time well that's what she was and the progs in charge loved to, to, and it took it out of the whole poem which Citizen Red, it sucked. No wonder they only took that. There was only one piece of it, and it wasn't true because that—that is not our—that was not our immigration policy. It, it, until they put that inscription there, it wasn't. Emma Lazarus. Um, I don't care to give her credit for anything. Okay, no, it wasn't her fault. She wasn't. She wrote in, it. She wrote it, but she really didn't want to write it. And then she wrote it, and then well, they didn't did. do anything well, with she it. She wrote it. Those and are then her she feelings. died. Those are her feelings. Yeah, but paper. that had to do with the Russian Jews, not anybody it else. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say give us your Russian Jews. It says give us your tired, your homeless, your your sickly, your maimed, your lamed. If you only your head in a bottle, uh, don't worry about. It. We'll take you. <laughs> But still, I really can't blame her for other progs taking it over. I blame her for thinking about it in the first place. This is how stupid she was. She was thinking about her own she people. Was a, she was a doofus, aristocrat, do-gooder. Ugh. She was, the, she was everything that was going wrong back then. I'm sorry. I give her credit for that. She, she was a damn commie and... Uh, we don't need any commies in our country because we'd like to get back to free markets so everybody could be prosperous again. It's amazing. If we just got free markets and Christianity back in the public square, the whole place would turn around. It's amazingly fast. And you think, oh, it's because you're Christians are going to tell us how to live. First of all, Christianity doesn't tell us to teach you, tell you through government how to live. A Christian will, is supposed to t- supposed to point out and try and help you make good decisions if you so invite them, but uh, no, I you know those people that do that do not represent the rest of Christianity. 
there's a very small part of militant Christians that walk around beating people up with the Bible. We don't want to do that, but we also don't want to hear that we have to put up with uh, homosexual marriage. We're don't or we're never we're never letting that one go. If you think just because we're not talking about it, we forgot about it, we have not forgotten about it. Well, did you even know he was doing? And by any- the way, I'm not even a, I'm not even a Christian. Did you even know they were doing investigations into this? And he's not lying. He was right. He said most people there was a bunch of people that were illegals that were voting. My President Trump, he was right. Yes, he was. And he said, I don't know. He had he said numerous things. It was it's a three million dollar claim they keep walking around. It's like a talking point. Well, actually, he, one time he said, I don't know, one to three, maybe five million. I don't know. But they always leave out the I don't knows. Then even when they put him in there, people ignore him. See, he told a lot. He, no, he didn't. He said, I, he said, I don't know, but I think, but I think isn't isn't saying it's absolute fact. So being wrong. In that case, it's not a lie. Look, the, this is the problem with the left. They don't understand lying because they do it every day. They, they think it's honesty. They don't say they don't know. They say they believe. You're wrong because I believe. That's what they say. That the whole that idiot that was on Sean Hannity's show that some stupid uh, has a show on one of these stupid Spanish stations. He all the facts that Hannity just gave him the exact numbers, the facts, the amount, and he just kept saying, "Well, I believe you're wrong. I believe you're wrong." Who cares what you believe? We used to have a segment about that. I believe. Remember? Oh, my Lord. (laughs) I I think people that believe in nonsense are funny. I know it's no laughing matter, but, you know. That's not true. That's not true. I have to do it my way. Otherwise, I'd go crazy. They don't tell you how it's not true. They don't tell you why it's not true. They just say it's not true. Oh, I love this new thing, too. you, You challenge them. They make allegations. You say, where's your proof of that? Go do your own homework. No, that's your homework. <laughs> I'm supposed to believe you, but you're not going to tell me where you found out these facts and figures that you're throwing around. And I'm supposed to go look it up for you? Look, you're wrong. There. I looked it up. Now prove me wrong. Go do your homework. What an idiot. Oh, by the way, unfriended. Unfollowed. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, what, on Twitter? Oh, yeah. I, I could tell you're just an idiot. Well, that's what they do. Some people are confused. Some people are angry. And some people are idiots. I cannot stand idiots and I will not abide them. Idiots should shut up and listen, not talk. Okay. Do I have to read him was trite? Well, but he was... So far, the other one was exactly the same as the first article, so that went pretty quick. What are no? The first one was about the man that he appointed to the labor secretary. The labor no, secretary. No, no, all, no, all the numbers were exactly the same. What between the the article before this and the article before that? It was all about. It was all the same numbers. I was like about the border wall, illegal aliens. And the wall. No, it wasn't any talk about the wall, really. That was the first one about it. And the second one did it, too. But it was the same thing. It was like, it was the same numbers. The wall of this year, of this many people. I'm like, wait a minute, those are the same paragraphs. You didn't read down enough before you decided it was a... It's a new article, but he touted the exact same references. And this um, 11 million, can we please get off the 11 million uh, There's more than 11 million in here. I'm sick of hearing about it. 
there's uh, there's been since this started the eleven to twelve million thing was being said. And by the way, we landed on twelve million. All of a sudden, we're back now at eleven million. Now, we're gonna be out, people keep coming in, but you're gonna tell us now we're at nine million, right? I'm sorry. When they said it, I don't know how many years ago, it was twelve million. There's been a lot of illegal aliens that's come here since then. So how could it still remain there? It wasn't right in the first place. Anything the government that you can times it by three and be safe that they're wrong. Times it by three. You know how I know that? Ronald Reagan's amnesty. Supposed to be one million illegal aliens when he did it. Guess how many there were? 3.6 million. Based on that, I'm saying we got about 40 million. When they said originally we had 12 million, that number's gone up. They keep coming over the border. 500. And now they're now they're the poorest of the poor and the sickest of the sickest. And, oh, Abominus was loving it so much. He was having so much fun. And he was assured everybody believed Hitler would be the next president so that they could continue that work and finally get rid of the Constitution and any and notion people. of free markets and, and white, people. white heterosexual males. They'll keep the women from breeding and raping, I'm sure. Anyway, we're going to go to break. Sick Cooperative Radio Show. Stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. The path to restoring our republic was laid down by our founding fathers. The principles of freedom, liberty, personal responsibility, and limited government are conservative ideals we will never abandon. America is listening. Grassroots, common sense, conservative talk radio. It's on the internet. Tune in now. Red State Talk Radio, featuring some of the most popular internet talk show hosts in America today. Are you listening? RedStateTalkRadio.com. Opening a Registered Nurse's Eyes, A Life-Altering Journey Across North America by Susan Francis Bonner is available in ebook form for Kindle owners at Amazon.com for $7.99. It is also available at CircleBPublications.com in EPUB format, which should cover most of you, for $7.99. This true story chronicles the changes Susan witnessed in nursing, the medical field, and in our nation during the years 1998 to 2002. It is written to expose what goes on behind the scenes concerning health care in this country, the common problems our nation faces, and what it is like to live across North America as a travel nurse. It is not politically correct or for the faint of heart. She hopes to inspire her fellow Americans to stand up for what is right and persevere no matter what the difficulties they encounter on the great journey that is called life. Again, the novel is Opening a Registered Nurse's Eyes. A Life-Altering Journey Across North America by Susan Francis Bonner, available in ebook format at Amazon.com and CircleBPublications.com. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. 
Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194 That's 800-917-2194 What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Radio show, hour half of two. You don't have to continue with this if you don't want to. Well, I was just making a point that uh, he, despite all of this, no, this one I, I, I could. This is new stuff in it. This is different. Okay, but despite all of this, but, uh, he do still you want won. to hear who's on your side. He still won. Uh, he won, but they're busy trying to steal it from him. anyway. I know. Already calling for impeachment over what? Over what? Over Mattis contacting the Russian government? Or maybe it was pr- Trump who contacted Trump. They weren't acting as negotiators for the government. They're, they're, they were the president-elect, though. They were going to be. And is national security advisor. The, the, everybody knew that. And it it's not unusual for people to call and talk to people in foreign countries especially coming into office. So it's not new. 
And the Logan Act does not apply because they didn't negotiate anything. You could talk about things. They didn't make promises. There was no deals. There was no handshake. There was no agreement. There was no nothing put on paper. Nothing, absolutely nothing was negotiated. And they know that. Otherwise, you think Flynn would still be walking around? They'd have arrested him already. There's nothing in there. He did nothing wrong. And Trump didn't throw him under the bus. Trump used him. And I wouldn't be surprised if General Flynn knows he was being used. I'd prefer that, frankly, than having to take the job. Uh, what I just have to go there and talk to the elected cockroach idiots. I don't have to actually do the job. All right, I'm in. I can have fun with this. See, you're not... They don't want you to get elected. So you can say whatever you want. Uh, sometimes you have to explain stuff. Okay. The National Hispanic Survey randomly selected samples. We did all that. Uh, 30% said they were registered to vote. James Agristi, director of the research nonprofit Just Facts, Apply the 13% figure to the 11.8 million non-citizen Hispanic adults in the United States, which hasn't changed not one bit since I started over a decade ago. Not one bit has this changed in over 10 years. We have the same population. How is this possible? What do you got? We have a revolving door or something? People, go, people going in, people going out. Hey, George, punching in, your turn. Punching in, your turn. This is idiosity. A number had to increase every year, and it didn't. Because they don't know. And they're lying. They're making up this figure. It's, again, 11 to 12 million was what they claimed over 10 years ago. That means more than 10 years ago. I just can't remember how much more. But it's still the same. Now you have to apply these same percentages to 40 million illegal aliens. We save even more money and the wall pays for itself in like two years. That's why it's important I'm pointing out the numbers that have never changed because we know that's impossible. All right, nothing's impossible. But it's highly unlikely. Highly, highly unlikely. I mean... 99% chance that's not true. All right. uh, We're going to to register to vote. Bobby Dibu. Bobby Dibu. Bobby Dibu. All right. So we got the 11 million. Again, 11.8 in the United States, which would amount to 1.5 million illegally registered Latinos. Okay. But that's 13% of 1.5 million. Times that by 10. The estimate of 1 million to 2 million accounts for the margin of error based on the sampling size of the non-citizens. Okay. But it's 1.5 million, right? If that's 13% of 11, 1.5 times 10, and it's more than that, uh, but just times 10 because it's easy, is 15 million illegally registered Latinos in the United States of America. Numbers matter. And by the way, illegal people don't like to talk to people about these things because they're illegal. 
or they've gotten cocky under Obama, but now they're underground again, thankfully. Because when they're above ground, they just wreak havoc, don't they? When, they, when they're in the shadows, you don't know they're there. It, it, crime goes down, everything's better. Start having them ride around in your neighborhood, next thing you know, your cars are missing. Oh, I am not just talking about illegal aliens, so get off your racist thing. And by the way, it's not racist anyway, because there are white illegal aliens in the United States of America, you doofus eye. Sometimes I wonder why I even talk to them. Because it's like talking to a brick. It's funny, somebody accused that of me today. Uh, I'm the only one here that provided any facts. Uh, why am I the brick? I, I just can't, I, really, I'm having a real problem with the hate Trump people. I mean, it's over the top when someone calls themselves a conservative talk show host. And and they're screaming about this like they're doing, like they're on the left, like they're MSLSD crazy. I have to really question your conservative credentials, sir. And get over it. Trump's your president. I had to put up with Obama, and you have to put up with Trump. And you can say it all you want, but it doesn't change reality. I know that's what it says in the book. It, it, it does, it doesn't. It could change people's opinions because they're stupid. But no, it can't change reality. Your reality, that's the bad part. Your reality will never change unless you change it. But there's such little fragile porcelain jaws. Oh, man. You know what I was just thinking about? They're porcelain dolls, and a real conservative is like that Russian doll. Where it has layers. Pull the top yep. off, you got another. Pull yep. the top off, you know. Yep. Top off, you know. Yep. Okay. That's a conservative. Okay. The other, just a regular doll. That's a, <laughs> they're just they're just a regular doll. All right. Uh, where was I? This just the facts. The estimate of what to 2.1 million accounts for a margin of error. I said that. Agresti said that contrary to the claims of many media outlets and so-called fact-checkers, this nationally representative scientific poll confirms that a sizable number of non-citizens in the U.S. are registered to vote. As World Net Daily reported, experts on vote fraud argue mass fraud happens at the point of registration before a vote is cast. Hans von Spagofsky a senior legal fellow at the Heritage Foundation and co-author of the book, Who's Counting? How Fraudsters and Bureaucrats Put Your Vote at Risk. As pointed out, that only seven states have strict photo ID voter laws, but even worse, just four states require proof of citizenship to register. Von Spagowski said voter registration is based on an honor system. Nobody's checking to make sure those registered to vote are citizens. The states that require residents to provide proof of citizenship, such as a birth certificate or passport, when they register to vote are Alabama, Arizona, Georgia, and Kansas, all of which backed Trump in November. See? It's because they're racist. Duh. On NBC's The American Broadcasting of Communism, this week, last Sunday, Senior White House Advisor Stephen Miller affirmed voter fraud is something we're going to be looking at very seriously and hard. 
I don't believe it. The White House has provided enormous evidence with respect to voter fraud. With respect to people being registered in more than one state, dead people voting, non-citizens being registered to vote, Miller said. And as a country, we should be aghast about the fact that you have people who have no right to vote in this country registered to vote, canceling out the franchise of a lawful citizen of this country. Defending his estimate of up to 5 million illegal workers, voters, up to 5 million? I only heard Trump say three in the... Everyone that bothers me throws that one at me. That's a lie. That's a lie. See, that's a lie. So you said 800,000 in that article. It doesn't mean he lied just because he's wrong. And by the way, it's early yet. And obviously, I was right. It's early yet. Now we're up to 5 million. Trump told the Fox News Channel's Bill (laughs) O'Reilly in his Super Bowl interview that the fraud has to do with registration. And when you look at the registration and you see dead people that are voted, when you see people that are registered in two states that have voted in two states, when you see other things, when you see illegals, people that are not citizens, and they are on the registration rolls, Trump said. I don't know why they keep saying he's wrong all the time and then calling him lies when he said They're lies. He's not wrong. They're lies. But... When the facts actually finally come out, it always turns out he's right. And But they can't accept that. He's still wrong. I, I don't know what to say about people like that. The United States is currently bringing in a record 1.3 million legal immigrants per year. Most of them on green cards and increasingly from hostile nations such as Somalia, Afghanistan, Iraq, Sudan, Saudi Arabia, and Syria. A green card allows a foreign national to reside legally and permanently in the United States, as well as providing the right to work, obtain a driver's license and social security card, purchase a gun, and even serve in the U.S. military. But one of the few privileges not afforded to the green card holder is a right to vote. Why do we have this magic green card that lasts forever? You come here as an immigrant, that's great. You've got so long to become a citizen or you're out. There's other people that, that are trying to become citizens. They don't just want to come over here and uh, you know take up space, take our jobs, and give nothing back. So that's one of the first things I changed in immigration. But the green cards have an expiration date. Oh, and up with the Muslim country travel ban. All of them. The only problem is Saudi Arabia and Egypt and Pakistan right now are our allies against ISIS, which complicates. That's why they're not on the list, by the way. And the other reason, he stuck to Obama's list. These are Those were the places Obama put down as a dangerous place for, for people to come from. He did that. Same countries. Nobody cared. Trump does it. It's the worst thing in the universe. He says it rolled out smoothly. They call him a liar. Based on what? Based on nothing. Their own ruse reports that basically this is what happened. The, uh, the airline they kept showing all the people stuck there were not coming here as refugees. The Delta Delta uh, system was down. There was no planes. Something happened. Plane was down. 
so there was no plane coming in. All these people were there because what happened at Delta Airlines. There is a small amount that were the refugees. See how the see how the lamestream media just makes you think. Oh, look! Look how horrible it's chaos. No, it's chaos because of the airport, not because of his travel ban. But everybody, including conservatives that just ne- are never Trumpers and out of their minds, bought into the fake news just like the left did. Oh, yes, I'm going to be talking about you so-called conservatives quite a bit because you're talking more now. You know, the other thing is, if we just get rid of Brian, okay, I, I want them all gone. I mean, I want everybody, everyone gone. Just go. I already did the math. In 10 years, they'll be gone. But if we just, like, started, like you're saying, with the criminals and then the people that overstayed their visas, my God, we'd be clearing house to stay on those two points. There's a lot of people that overstayed their visas here, and they're still here. Yep. And they're going to college. Yep. And the green card thing has to be fixed. Because, again, nobody should be able to be a, a, a permanent immigrant to the United States of America. Uh, no. You eventually have to become a, a citizen or you have to leave. Your choice. The problem is that once a foreign national with a green card is afforded those other rights, there is no system in place to stop him or her from registering to vote. If you can get a driver's license, they register your vote right there. Moto voter law. Bill Clinton signed it in. When he signed it into law, who was standing behind him? There was a bunch of people, but two specifically. Cloward and Piven. If you haven't heard about Cloward and Piven, you need to go look it up. Cloward and Piven. I'm not going to do it tonight because it's not part of the show and Susan will get upset. The problem is that once a foreign national would agree, there's nothing to stop them. In addition, an estimated 450,000 to 500,000 people illegally cross the southern border each year. Von Spakovsky said the media is denying the obvious events when then when insists there is no serious voter fraud in the U.S. Okay, Brian, look. It just, I've, been t- I've been reporting on vote fraud again for over a decade. But look at those, look, when you're talking about the figures, they just said that a reported 450 to 500,000 people illegally cross the southern border each year. But the number stays the, the same. Exactly. It's still, oh, there's only 11 million here. Right. And they have no proof of anyone leaving. So where do they get their numbers from? Is that... Phony government math that you got used to under Obamanus. Uh, there is serious voter fraud in the U.S. I've reported on a lot of it, and I I could only I can only access so much, being the idea, one person on the internet with other things to do to just track down one story. But uh, you could feel free to do that work for me and get back to me. Speaking of which, I forgot to give out the phone number. If you want to call the show, and please. Don't, if you don't want to call the show, uh, the number is 406-565-4189, 406-565-4189, that's 406, all of Montana is 406, you might want to jot that down, 565-4189. It feels good to live in a place that everybody here has the same exchange number. That's because that's how we grew up. Yes, I hate. I did. I don't like what's where I grew up. My God, I was. They divided that place up like crazy. 
It was the same thing in North Florida when we first moved there. Yeah, I like to be in places where they're not too populated. All right. Uh, the Supreme Court recognized the problem in 2008 when it ruled on a case upholding a voter ID law in Louisiana. We have a, a whole file at the Heritage Foundation of convictions in courts of law. Over 700 defendants convicted of voter fraud, he said. Oh, by the way, if you're listening live, you just go to chat room if you want to interact. It's one of those buttons on the little player that you hit to listen to the show. Play around with those buttons. They do things. Uh, you can share the show with other people. That's a good thing to do. Anyway, if you want to interact, we have a chat room. Or you can call the number. Whatever. We have a whole file on the Heritage Foundation of convictions and greats of law. Over 700 defendants convicted of voter fraud, he said. That's convicted. They don't investigate this stuff. They don't force this stuff. They basically look the other way as far as the federal government is concerned. This was done locally, state, local law. Did that fabulous. 700, a lot more than that. I'm just saying, they can't find out. They can't know this. There's no way to know one way or the other. And making it clear that you bet 3 million people uh, legally voted for, legal aliens voted for Hitler is not lying. That's what he believes to be true. So he's not lying. You may say he's wrong. Doesn't look like he is. The more we start looking at these numbers, the less likely it is that he's wrong, isn't it? Get a little lying. You better get your head out of your backside because I'm really tired of you asshats out there. You're not supposed to be on my side in an asshat, got it? All right, we're going to go on to what's up with our schools and we will never forget Benghazi. Or the butcher of Benghazi. We have never invested as much in public education as we should have because we've always had kind of a private notion of children. Your kid is yours and totally your responsibility. We haven't had a very collective notion of these are our children. So part of it is we have to break through our kind of private idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families and recognize that kids belong to whole communities. Once it's everybody's responsibility and not just the households, then we start making better investments. Oh, thank you, tampon lady. What's up with our schools? From World at Daily. The College of William and Mary, the second oldest institution of higher learning in the country, was the alma mater of some of the most important figures in American history. Yeah, no kidding. Yet none of its distinguished alumni is admired or influential as Thomas Jefferson the country's third president and author of the Declaration of Independence. No, he wasn't. You know, the Committee of Five authored it. He was a contributor. He did the first draft. He did the he did the base, the legwork. He they did. just they he just did. tweaked it. Yep. But it's very important to note that they tweaked in alien, crossed out in, put un. Very because they understood the distinction between the two. Good luck. You're not going to find it in any dictionary anymore. It used to be on the online dictionary, Webster's Dictionary from 1826 or 1828, I can't remember. Uh, William and Mary discovered this private uh, place that had put up that website, and they took it over. And then they changed it, all the, all the words, and 
in it. That's why they took it over. They couldn't have that sitting out there with the true words. Not William and Mary. Miriam. You just I said, said Miriam. You said William and Mary. <laughs> no, I said William and Mary while I was reading, and that's what I was reading about. Wow. I got to go to a break. Chuck Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, because we'll be right back. <laughs> This is a good idea, son. Using funk. But, Dad, we gotta reach out to our face somehow. Besides, I love James Brown. <laughs> what will your mother think? The border goes from coast to coast. Easy to get into here. We got intercontinental overload. Just slip under the fence. It don't make any sense when there's no documentation. That's too far. And somehow or some way we're going to find out who you are. Sneaking in America. Trying to hide from immigration. Sneaking in America. Across the land. Across the nation. Sneaking in America. If you're in the country illegally, you are entitled to a well-prepared and frankly delicious ham sandwich, followed by a helpful boot in the ass to assist you in exiting the country. As always, a fizzy soda of your choice is optional. And now, a message to freshman Tea Party back senators from Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham. Hello, this is Trent Lott. Uh, Lindsey and I just want you to know that we appreciate all that the Tea Party people did to bring you here to Washington. Yes, I love tea, and I dearly love parties. But now's the time we should all come together and sit down with the other side and listen to their ideas on how to move the country forward while we as Republicans take a step back and walk a mile in their shoes. Yeah, we love being Republicans, and we love conservative values. Probably as much as we'd love being liberal Democrats if the need ever arose. What Trent means is Republicans are always at our best when we ignore all the rhetoric and noise from back home and just do the right thing. The right thing? You know what I mean. Join Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham in bringing bipartisanship back to Washington. Joe Baca, California Assembly Hispanic Caucus explains how they must assure that Latinos will keep coming to complete this takeover. We need more Latinos out there. We must stand up and be counted. We must be together. We must be united. Because if we're not united, you know what's going to happen? We're like sticks. We're broken. Pieces. Divided, we're not together, but as a unit, they can't break us, so we've got to come together, and if we're united, si se puede, and we will make the changes that are necessary, but we've got to do it. 
We've got to stand together. And damn it, don't let them divide us. Because that's what they want to do, is to divide us. And once we're divided, we're conquered. You know, but when we look out in the audience and we see, you know, la familia, la raza, you know, it's a great feeling. Isn't it a good feeling? And then, you know, I started to think about that and I says, it reminded me of a book that we all read and we all heard about, you know, Paul Revere, you know, and, and his, uh, when he was saying, you know, the British are coming, the British are coming. Well, the Latinos are coming, the Latinos are coming. And the Latinos are going to vote. So our voices will be heard. So that's what this agenda is about. It's about assuring that we increase our numbers. That we increase our numbers at every level. When we talk about the Congressional, we talk about the Senate, we talk about Board of Supervisors, Board of Education, City Councils, Commissions. We have got to increase our numbers because the Latinos are coming. Because what's going on right now with 187, the CCRI, and let me tell you, we can't go back. You know, we're at a civil war, but we need to be solidified. We need to come together. We must be strong because united, we form a strong body. United, we become solidified. United, we make a difference. United, we make the changes. United, Latinos will win throughout California. Let's stick together. Si, si, se puede, que no. Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 3. And if you wish to call the show, 406-565-4189. 406-565-4189. Okay. That said, moving along. We were talking about what? College of William and Mary and Thomas Jefferson and that he wasn't the whole author of the Declaration of Independence. Right, it was a committee of five. But the important thing is, I was telling you about the dictionary. When Merriam took over Webster's business, it's Merriam-Webster, after he's dead, they, t- they, took, they took all the old words out, all the old definition of the words out, and they just put the def- new definition that they like in place. So you won't find, everything will say that inalienable and unalienable are exactly the same thing. It's not true. And when they wrote it, it was not true. They knew the difference. That's why when Thomas Jefferson used inalienable, they crossed out in and put un in the Declaration of Independence. That was a specific choice because there is a difference. And, and the difference is you can give away your inalienable rights, but not your unalienable rights. That's one of the giant, the biggest difference in definition. That's a pretty big thing when you think about it, because, again, where do we get our... We don't get our rights from the government. That's the point. We get our rights from God. At least until now, a statue... Yeah, they changed something else, I don't remember. At least until now, a statue of Jefferson at the school was defaced. 
The words slave owner were written nearby, and Jefferson's hands were painted red to signify blood. Because the statue is of bronze, the school will have to consult a metal conservator to remove the paint without damaging it. Some students on campus told reporters they hope the incident will lead to a conversation about slavery on campus. Why? Uh, I think we should too, but you're talking about slavery that's going on over there in North Africa and the Middle East and all that? Uh, you want to talk about that? Well, no, there is no slavery in the United States of America anymore, so go move on. Scott Greer, author of No Campus for White Men. You see what I mean? This, the, the insanity of the left. No Campus for White Men. Yeah, suddenly our skin color and gender matter an awful lot. How, how is that not discrimination? Uh, you know, this has just gone way, way, way too far. And we're going to have to slap these people back down because these activists have won way too much. And the stuff they have won in courts are not legal. Oh, the court will enforce it. I'm telling you, it's not legal. Believes it's just the first step in what we will eventually purge of Jefferson from William and Mary legacy. He was a slave owner, but he was also one who worked to get rid of slavery. He was an abolitionist. Oh, but he owned slaves. Why don't you just let him free? Well, it wasn't that simple back then. Why did you get him in the first place? Probably got some of his presents, to be honest with you. And it's, it's a no-no to turn it down. And others, from what I've read, he bought to save them from a more uh, brutal slave owner. He treated his slaves very well. They didn't want to leave even after they were freed. He provided everything for them, education, medical, good clothing. He, they, he took very good care of them. And before you bring up the so-called nonsense that he raped some black chick, he'd never had sex with any of his slaves. I know that because I read. And I'll just stop right when something agrees with my perception of the universe. Jefferson treated him very well, and he did not. And by the way, oh well, DNA doesn't lie. Yep, well it's not. It's not a direct match. It's a close match. A familial match. That means someone other than Thomas Jefferson in his family bloodline is the one that sired the child from that black slave of Jefferson's, not Thomas Jefferson. Oh. I could hear the progs grabbing their stomach. Oh my God, this can't be true. He's lying. He's lying. He's lying. Look it up. Porcelain doll. It should come as no surprise that Thomas Jefferson, a founding father who articulated the principles of our country, would be reduced to an evil slave owner by the campus left, he said. The great accomplishments of white men are washed away if they held the prevailing viewpoints of the time period. Jefferson's status as a white male slave owner is far more important than him writing the Declaration of Independence or serving as the third president to the campus left. It's only a matter of time until there is a serious effort to erase Jefferson from William and Mary. I suggest we erase William and Mary. No one has yet been identified as responsible for the property destruction, but it is not the first time that Jefferson's statue on campus has been targeted. 
In 2015, the statue of Jefferson was plastered with sticky notes, calling him a rapist and a racist and proclaiming Black Lives Matter. Yeah, that's why you work for your liberty, you stupid black people. This is probably a stupid white kid, to tell you the truth. Students and faculty at the University of Virginia, the school Thomas Jefferson actually founded, are also campaigning against Jefferson's legacy, demanding the college president stop quoting him because it makes them feel deeply offended. David Barton, a historian and author of The Jefferson Lies, moans that he believes is the inevitable result of leftist distortion of history. The radicalism of today's students on campus should come as a surprise to no one, he told WorldNet Daily. Over the past several decades, a high percentage of college professors have been teaching college students to hate America. That America is the worst of all nations. We have specifically taught students to despise our foreign heroes and to reject our institutions. Thus we see Berkeley students praised by their professors for the recent violent riots that destroyed private property and businesses around the campus. Riots caused by nothing more than inviting a conservative to speak on campus. And a study within the last year documented that of the top 76 elite universities in America, 65 do not require history majors to take even one course in American history. Imagine history majors who know absolutely nothing about American history. And only 3% of universities today require a course in free market economics. No wonder students love socialism, hate traditional values, and know nothing is good about American history or heroes. Barton argues Thomas Jefferson was a major opponent of slavery who worked all his life to end the practice. He also contends Jefferson was not a racist, as he has been portrayed. Students today need to study Thomas Jefferson's own writings and actions rather than listening to the blatantly false claims of those who hate America and her founders, he advised. If Thomas Jefferson is as racist as professors today claim, then why was he praised as a civil rights advocate by the black civil rights leaders across the generations, including Benjamin Banneker, Frederick Douglass, Henry Highland Garnet, uh, Gamet, sorry, Martin Luther King Jr., and so many others. Do today's professors know more about Jefferson and civil rights than those who spent their entire lives studying and seeking those civil rights? And if Thomas Jefferson was so pro-slavery, then why did he faithfully introduce anti-slavery laws and anti-slavery measures and support anti-slavery societies and abolition movements for nearly 60 years of his adult life. Yes, Jefferson owned slaves, but he repeatedly tried to pass laws not only to free his own slaves, but all those in his state of Virginia. Sadly, he was unsuccessful, and state law would not allow him to free his own slaves. History clearly shows that Jefferson should be seen as an early anti-slavery advocate who was far ahead of his time in his home state. In Jefferson Lies, Barton dismantles several claims made about Jefferson, including the claim DNA evidence proved 
Jefferson fathered children with his slave Sally Hemings. Oh, that's her name. He argues political correctness has completely distorted Jefferson's legacy. While Jefferson, like every human, had his faults, that no, see, he doesn't know that DNA evidence was not conclusive. It was familial at best. His faults. Black Americans and all Americans should see Jefferson as one of the strongest early advocates for racial civil rights and rejoice that Jefferson's words and actions were used by abolitionists to help bring about the end of slavery, said Barton. They should also know that neither historical records nor modern scientific DNA evidence has shown that Jefferson fathered any children through slave Sally Hemings. All unfounded claims about Jefferson should be rejected, and all proven truth about him should be accepted. This would radically change the way this generation views Jefferson, and they would understand why Jefferson was such a hero to Americans of all colors and races for so many generations. Again, hating on on a heterosexual white man. Still, Barton is not optimistic. He says he... He wrote the Jefferson lies to combat the lies against Jefferson and the other founding fathers, but like Greer, he believes the attacks will only increase. There will be definitely there will be definitely be increasing attacks against Jefferson, as there has been virtu- been against virtually every, all our founding fathers and other American institutions and heroes. He said, Jesus reminds us in Luke six forty that every student went he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. Numerous studies, irrefutable document, that left-wing academia has a tremendous dislike for America and American values. So it should be no surprise this is also becoming the view of their students in hundreds of campuses across the nation. And because they brainwash them with that twaddle. Again, Twaddle's back. Brian, it, <laughs> it's up to we, the people, we, the parents, to counteract this. But it's been so many generations back, I don't know how we can. Our generation didn't know anything about the Constitution or our founding fathers and our heritage. Nothing. It was all distorted already in the 70s. But I it's know. only gotten worse from there. Although this new Generation Z seems to be immune to it. I have no idea what the Generation Z is. It's the the newest generation coming out of college, university, after the millennials. Supposedly, they've the, the overwhelming majority of them have embraced conservatism. I just feel bad for the the minority of these kids because they hate being called my millennials. Yeah, but now, but they walk it. You know what they hate? They they hate walking around like a walking doofus. That's what they hate. And I have bad news for you. Now it's your job to undo it. Get on the internet and go to work. Get a real education. Your your piece of paper is worthless. Get an education. All right, from Nine News. Really? Not even the, the call letters, what state it is? Nine News. You do realize Channel 9 isn't the same all over the place. That's what it said. Didn't it say from Channel 9 News? It said from 9 News. Mm. Parrots at a U.S. school are livid that six teachers filmed playing the game F 
Mary, F, Mary, kill. That's a game? Yep. F, Mary, yep. F, F being the F-bomb, yep. Mary, kill. Yep. Ah, I see. So, have sex with her, marry her, and then kill her? I don't get it. They'll explain. I know. I just wanted to hang out with F-bomb, Mary, kill. About students during a drinking session at a local bar have kept their jobs. The group of teachers were filmed surreptitiously sometime in mid-January at the Bangor Tavern in Michiganistan discussing students and other staff members. The premise of the game involves a person being given three names and having to select which of the three they would hypothetically kill, marry, or have sex with. Oh, I, I remember that. Yeah, I heard, I, I heard about this. Did you not, the other day you were looking at a picture of a principal. What did you say to her? What did you say to me? She, I asked you, does that look like a principal? No. Yeah, no. Way too young. Also, not well kept. Kind of going back to the patchouli oil stuff. What? Just because she's Asian doesn't mean she ain't a commie. I didn't say a word. I brought in her race. Oh my God, I'm a racist. Racist bastard. I don't care. She doesn't look, she doesn't even look like someone I should even talk to. Just like like she should live on the streets. <laughs> a video circulated around the small town several weeks ago before coming to public attention on Monday when it was posted on YouTube. Oh, by the way, for those listening, the new Uncorporative Radio webpage at Facebook, they found it and they blocked it again. So now I have two pages, one of which supposedly was supposed to be deleted already, but they haven't even allowed it to be deleted. Now, there's two uncooperative radio show pages, and I can do nothing with them because I can't see the news feed at all. So, I guess just go over to Brian Brown and 90 because those two sites are dead, and you're going to stay on Facebook. But if you want to be specifically on something about the radio show, uh, the only thing I have is a Twitter account. They haven't shut that down. Yet. So, if you go to Twitter... And uh, find Uncooperative Radio. Do a search on Uncooperative Radio. You'll know when you find it. Custom logo. Can't miss it. Anyway, I just wanted to get that done because I was so ticked off. They found the second webpage I put up to get over the first webpage being blocked. Again, not a word as to why they would do such a thing. They have no reason. Somebody doesn't like my radio show, obviously. But they don't seem to bother my personal page. I wonder why that is. I think it's because my personal page has so many followers. So please, if you're on Twitter, even if you're not, if you want to go over to Twitter, get on the Twitter account, that'd be great. Uh, Uncoop Radio. Underscore Radio. Anyway, just do a search for Uncooperative Radio. You'll find it. Man, it really ticks me off. And you know what else happened on Facebook? I was trying to post the story. From ABC News. And it wouldn't let me. I tried over and over again. Different ways to try and get it. And it kept saying. It wouldn't allow me to do it. I took the link out. The link to the article. And left all the words in. And that went through. Put the link back in. It was blocked. Because I want to say it's fake news. 
Because you don't have any reference. Usually it is fake news, ABC. <laughs> but it's ABC. It's one of theirs. How, how do they figure they're going to flag that as fake news? It's always fake news when it goes against conservatives, not for it. No, 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 no. You're talking about what? Twitter? No. Facebook? What do you mean? Facebook? What? They're, it's run by commies. Well, I know that. Did you just suddenly wake up? No. You're way behind it, my I my know, dialogue it, already. It, I'm not going back for you. It doesn't matter, Brian. If it's for the for us, no matter where it comes from, if it's for conservatives, they're going to block it. doesn't matter the source. Well, but they said they weren't. They lied. Commies lied. Well, they haven't at Twitter. Uh, so I get, Well, no, wait. Was that Twitter or Facebook that blocked the link? I think it was Twitter. I don't know. Can't I remember. was there. It doesn't matter. Because you were shocked. I hate them both. <laughs> I hate them both. We need we need a conservative Twitter and a conservative Facebook to put these Zuckerbergers out of business. I've had it with that little punk kid. All right. Um, where were we in this? YouTube. But after the school police investigation, it was concluded that no teacher would lose their jobs although a secretary resigned. The teachers were instead given written or verbal reprimands, angering par- parents at a fiery meeting held yesterday. They don't give a crap about parents. When I hear off-campus or off-duty conduct, we can't regulate what teachers, school staff, bus drivers do unless it has an adverse effect on the school setting, school attorney Robert Huber said. But the mother of a student with autism mentioned in the video, has demanded an apology. I mean, I get it. I've gone out in public and I've vented myself, but I'm not a teacher, she told News Channel 3. I think they should be held to higher standards, and it doesn't matter how angry you are, how you need to let off steam. You can't talk about children this way. Mr. Hubert told the meeting there was no concern of any of the teachers would act on their what they were talk, joking about. What? I know. Mr. <laughs> Hoover told the meeting there was no concern any of the teachers would act on their what they were joking about. Nope. That's that's the way it's written, Eddie. Yep. It's not my fault. Anyway, um, that's a game an adult should never be playing with their students. But then again, since they have sex with their students, I guess it really well, there's really no bar anymore. They weren't playing with their students. They were talking about their students using the game. And other staff members and teachers. They I don't were, I don't really care. But the point is, look, number one, you're out in public. They're all they're all creeps, creepy people and their teachers, and they have our children under their control. This is, has to stop. And again, we're the only ones that can stop it. It's government school. You don't have to send your child there. Even if you're poor, there are options. Montessori schools come to mind. I use them. Uh, and they're very good. And they they will, based on your income, is how they charge you. So I don't want to hear you poor and you can do nothing. You've got a choice. I just gave it to you. Look it up. There's other choices, I'm sure, including homeschooling, including online courses we've Covered all, you know. We should do. We should do a special where we just highlight all the different kinds of educational programs that are out there. Okay. You know, because he's, because he's, everyone goes. I don't know how to find it. I'm like, find it the same way I do. You go on Duck Duck Go and 
you put in a search <laughs> and you didn't refine your search until you find it. Yes, I know it's hard to, you know, if you read the help stuff on those search engines, they talk about refining searches and give you hints on how to do it. Uh, but if you're on Google, you know, you're just wasting your time anyway. Then I got Google blocks stuff, push, it pushes it down the results, pushes other thing up the results. Uh, and they follow follow everything you do, and uh, yes, they have no problems giving that information to the government, <laughs> which they've already done. Anyway, by moving along from the Zuckerbergers, which all need to be put out of business. No, really, they don't deserve Facebook. We've been good. we built this. We built the platform of Twitter and Facebook up. They didn't do squat. Nobody wanted to hear what they had to talk about. Other people had to come in that other people wanted to listen to. It was us that created it. We, the people, created that. But it, they lord over us. We're serfs to them. This is how it's going to be if they win in government. The government's going to treat us just like social media right now. See how they throw us in prison? Yeah, it'll be a literal prison. This is the same people. Zuckerbergers need to go. Little punks can come from money and start something that uses other people to make it popular and make money off our backs without giving anything back. They're so rich, they should be profit sharing with everybody that's on their social media. They're not going to do that, are they? No, because then they wouldn't be rich. I'm seriously, I, I know social media is important to people. I'm seriously thinking of bailing on it entirely. All right, from the Associated Press. Black students should be offered free tuition and housing at the University of Wisconsin-Madison because blacks were legally barred from education during slavery and university remains out of reach for black students today, the student government said Wednesday. Hmm. Wisconsin-Madison. Poor Madison. So what? It was during times of slavery when you people give up on it already. You got these stupid white kids running around trying to, oh, you need reparations. Let's put more of them on welfare. We gave them reparations. You want to know how much? Check out welfare and how much a year we pay on, uh, well, people that are claiming they owe reparations because they're, uh, maybe their great great grandfather or granddaughter or whatever was a was a slave, and I'm going to say this again. Think about this: Would you rather live in Africa? This may be harsh, but without slavery, anyone that's really Afro-American wouldn't be here. They'd be on the st- continent of Africa, and by the way, they would likely be a slave today. In the continent of Africa. So instead of decrying all this nonsense, realize there's a silver lining to it. At least you're here. And if you don't want to be here, you think it's so terrible here, I'm willing to bet Donald Trump will will pay Charter a boat to take everybody who thinks we owe him something, blah, 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 and you hate America. Well, drop you in Liberia. Liberia was created by American slaves that uh, decided to leave and go back to Africa instead of stay here like the rest of them. Go go look up Liberia. And, yeah, go look up Liberia. Any place, uh, any place somebody of color is in charge, this seems to happen. Go look up Liberia. It's 
We're supposed it means liberty. Supposed, there's no liberty in Liberia. Poverty. Too much government, totalitarian government. Why? Why? Do you all places I look? I tried this. Mexico, Venezuela, Venezuela, whole South of America, Africa. I keep going around. Where's the prosperity? The only one close is India. I'm like, wow. There's got to be a reason for this, and I don't understand why. But now I'm a racist because I because I want to know why. I I see something before my very eyes, but I'm not allowed to talk about it. <gasps> don't talk about it. Why not? Why aren't you talking about it? That's the problem. Nobody talks about anything anymore. The left decides what we talk about. My backside. They're idiots. Who wants to th- Look, I just asked you a really important question. This can make you think. What do you think the, think the left is going to let you think? By the way, that's why their talk radio shows don't work. Because they're, they're screaming idiots. Uh, what, are we going to a commercial break or something? Now you're going to do your spiel. Okay, then. That's usually during a commercial break. We can do it afterwards, but do your spiel. It's getting late. All right, somebody asked, where can I hear your show live? Well, you can download and listen to all our shows live for free at uncooperativeradio.com. Where you can also listen to the Patriots Pub and Women of the Revolution. You can download and listen to all them for free as well. All one-stop shopping. Just go to the Episodes tab after going on cooperativeradio.com and you'll see the three shows. Pick your faves. They're all good. I suggest you listen to all of them. I am a bit biased. We can also be heard on iHeartRadio, iTunes, TalkShoe, Blueberry, Podbean, Yabba-dabba-doo. I probably don't even know the places you can listen to my show. Also LinkedIn. Uh, We have a... We don't have a Facebook page, forget it. I've given up on Facebook pages. That's the second one now that they've closed down in Facebook prison. And they won't even delete them when I tell them to delete it. So if you're on Facebook and will just not go on Twitter, then like Brian Bonner 90 That's my private account. And you'll be kept up to date that way on Facebook because that's the only way I can do it for now until they find some reason to get rid of me uh, altogether. Like they did at YouTube. By the way, all these places bought over or in collusion with Google. Google. Yes, which is why I am trying to divest myself of all that is Google and is very difficult to do. Once you get all wrapped up in it, it's very difficult to do. So uh, we do have a Twitter account that they haven't found yet. Please go over there and join. I, I think the more numbers, the less likely is they're going to do something. But you know what else I found out about Twitter? I think it was Twitter or Facebook. I think it was Twitter. Um, only 7%, uh, I think 7% it was, of our posts are actually going to be seen by the people we friend. Our friends will not get the overwhelming majority of our posts. They won't be able to read it. Isn't that special? So... It looks like we're doing fine, but all the conservative sites have been throttled to do, not show the majority of their posts. Bet you didn't know that. Again, we need a new Facebook and a new Twitter that isn't run by commies. Spoiled little socialite brats. 
self-hating Jews. We're also rebroadcasted at redstatetalkradio.com. And you can hear us on Saturday and Sunday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Time on the Encore channel. That's because Red State Talk Radio is 24-7 streaming conservative talk radio on two channels. You have the Prime channel and you have the Encore channel. We're on the Encore channel. Again, Encore, Saturday night, Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You can hear us there. Uh, through RedStateTalkRadio.com, you can hear us on TuneIn, TalkStream, TalkStream Live, The Roku, I don't know, probably other things. Uh, oh yeah, don't forget, you got that little thing you talk to. Echo, or whatever it's called. If you just say, turn on Red State Talk Radio, it will. That's pretty impressive, huh? Okay, also on both channels, they have listener lines. If you're out of data, you just want to call in and listen. You can only listen. It's just for listening. We can't interact with you in any way. We can listen for free, okay? They each have their own cha- their own for numbers, and on the players, you, right by the play, you can get the numbers. So that's easy to find. But if you're listening to us on the OnCode channel, you want to know that number, it's 605 605- Five six two four two two one. That's for all shows on the Encore channel. Six zero five five six two forty two twenty one. Did I say it was six zero five five six two forty two twenty one? I think I did. Anyway, while you're over at RedStateTalkRadio.com, check out their newsletter. It's it's free. It's excellent. I'm telling you, you're gonna like it. Give it a try. And if you don't, just unsubscribe. We don't pay attention. We won't know. So don't feel guilty. Don't even feel like. Just just try it. Just give it a shot. Now, we, you might hear, you should hear, I hope, paid commercials on our show. Uh, we don't get actually get paid for airing the commercials. We try and pick things you might be interested in and things that are not inappropriate, but it's more difficult than you can imagine. Anyway, if you hear them and you're interested in what it's selling, please call the number in the ad. That's the only way we'll get paid. The number in the ad. Don't don't jot down the information. Look it up later. Go there on your own. Because if you do, we won't get paid. And we're desperately in need of money. And our ad agency won't get paid either. And they're nice people. So think about that. When you're listening to the commercials, it's like, ah, I like that one. Remember, pen and pencil all the time. There's so much stuff going on in the show. You should be taking notes, scribbling down things to look up. And we, what, we're going to commercial? Oh, and with that, we'll go to a commercial break. This is the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. Attention users of the blood-thinning drug Xarelto. If you took the drug Xarelto and experienced complications such as cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, you may be eligible to get a cash award for your suffering. Call the Xarelto Help Hotline now at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. To qualify for a cash settlement, you must file a claim before the deadline. So don't miss your opportunity 
opportunity for a cash settlement. Call 855-719-3101 now for a free no-obligation consultation. Our call center is open 24-7. So if you took the drugs Xarelto and experienced cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, call the Xarelto Help Hotline at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. That's 855-719-3101. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194-800-917-2194-800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. Cooperative radio show. Hour half of three. 
Okie dokie. So. So buttons. Are you done with this one? Which one? About them wanting them to have free tuition. Do they? They want the black students to have free tuition. We didn't get there yet, though. Yeah, you talked about Madison, Wisconsin. I didn't talk about the ACT and SAT scores. No, you just started with the Associated Students of Madison. Then you said poor Madison, and then we went into the commercial. That's right. <clears throat> the Associated Students of Madison said in a resolution that students from suburban high schools are overrepresented. The group said consideration of ACT and SAT scores in applications respects opportunities for the poor and thus upholds white supremacy. It restricts a, a test to decide whether how much you know before you start college and whether or not you need remedial training, which you all do for the most part. Uh, dude, not, not a problem at all. It's, I don't see how that's restricts opportunities for the poor they go through the same high schools don't they oh i know why it's different don't think you're superior you porcelain doll you've never even seen an inner city i don't i personally not on tv the group said consideration of act sa scores restricts opportunities for the poor Race relations have been a contentious issue at the Wisconsin's flagship campus for months. Racism has been a problem ever since Bonehead Obama has got elected. The university has proposed some measures aimed at improving diversity. There's, th- there's some words you got to catch right away, which means progressivism. And that's one of them. Social justice. Dang, that's another one. Uh... The diversity and inclusion. I thought diversity covered inclusion. So this legislation compels the university to move toward action, which is imperative. The resolution's author, ASM Student Council Rep Tyreek Mack. These college, this is idiotic, put children in charge of colleges through student government. It is idiotic. If no one challenges the university's empty promises, then the racial composition will remain stagnant. If you love seeing black people so much, why don't you go to an inner city? You see plenty of them. Seems you're 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 in need of being around people of color and not white people. So here's an idea. Again, inner city's full of them. Go hang out with them. The resolution demands free access to the university for all black people, including former inmates. That means free tuition, free housing, and no fees, Max said. That Who's would save a black this? student. We will. Who the heck is going to pay for this? We will. We're already paying for this crap. Anything that happens that costs more, we will pay for. Through our taxes being redistributed and money laundered through the universities. This would save a black resident undergraduate student about $20,000 a year. I say we answer it this way. Okay. You all really want this? You voted for this. Okay. 
then the rest of the student body is going to have to absorb the $20,000 a year per student it costs. You still want it? I don't care. Does it cost the Does it cost the university a dime? But if that's what you want, you pay for it, right? I think you better go back to the the kitty Congress over there and have a discussion. You're in over your head. But unfortunately, that's not what's in their schools. You've got pointy-headed, ponytailed hippies or hippie wannabes. All throughout the whole dang thing. So they'd be like, oh, it's a great cause. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. But somehow, somebody has to pay for it. You do understand that. The resolution goes on to call for... No, the government doesn't have its own money. It's our money. When they spend it, they spend our money. They have no money. Our money. Do we understand yet? It's our money. The resolution goes on to call for the university to use 10% of donations to bolster financial aid and study the feasibility of test-optional and geographically weighted admissions. In other words, affirmative action isn't good enough. we got to give them more help. The language barrier, all of this is unconstitutional. This is not equal protection. This is unequal protection. Anytime you have special things based on race, cult, whatever, whatever the reason is, it's, it's wrong. It's unconstitutional. We're all supposed to be treated equally. Doofus over here thinks that black people need to be treated specially. Considering black people have been treated specially since affirmative action, I don't think we need any more specially treated black people. I think the problem is specially treated black people because then they're not pushed to specially learn. Again, the feeling of entitlement is a cancer. The minute you start to feel entitled, you better back up, take three breaths, and question yourself. You're not entitled to an education. The language bearers demands that the Black Liberation Collective, a national network of black youths, Focus on higher education has made to nearly 90 campuses across the country. Black students currently make up about 2% of Madison enrollment. University spokeswoman Meredith McLone noted the portion of students of color has grown from 11 to 15% over the last decade. Said that the school supports the spirit of the resolution, but that it's unclear whether the methods it proposes are legal or a or the best way to accomplish these goals. It's not. What you have done, you know, Harvard used to, Harvard and Yale, you said you came from Harvard and Yale, people used to go, oh, wow, that's impressive. You know what we say now? So what? I've dealt with so many idiots coming out of Yale and Harvard, it means nothing to me. So in other words, they're making their, their the degree of the college Worthless by taking uh, grad taking in and graduating people who who are not getting an education or just getting passed along who are just be getting paid for passed along not not said oh you failed the test oh you're black oh no you passed that's what's going on 
uh, that ruins the university's credibility. That means everybody that worked hard for those, you know, those degrees and hung it up on their wall thinks it made something. Might as well just take it down and shred it now. You got a bunch of doofusai coming out of your colleges, and you do already, and they do mean nothing to me already. Going through your colleges, as a matter of fact, I won't. I would not hire a college graduate. I would only hire people that were in high school or just have a high school diploma because they're already screwed up enough. I don't need the addition of the screwing up in the heads and entitlement nonsense put in their heads that they're going to try and take over my store by having a, a coup with the fellow workers like Noodle Boy. Yeah, that's not, I don't need idiots like that. Or people that say, uh, I should be able to do it my way. No, you shouldn't. You should do it the way I tell you because I'm your boss and it's the right way and I said so. But, uh, dude, I don't really, I don't dig it, man, dude. Dude. You're fired. <laughs> I would never hire. It would never happen. I would just never hire them. I, they start talking, and I go, next. I can't, there's oh, not enough, Lord. there's not enough, there's not enough, <laughs> the problem is, there's not enough people, kids out there right now that aren't complete idiots. So I'd have a hard time hiring anybody. So I would end up having to buy robots. This is what it's come to. And he, oh, you don't think, oh, you think I'm ridiculous? Oh, good. McDonald's is already doing it. Doofus. Yeah, keep pushing for $15 an hour. We'll get more robots. Every time you raise the minimum wage, you put unemployed poor people like in black communities and brown communities and white communities. And why are we spending any money on this? This is nothing but a money laundering thing, all these universities. They're chewing up our kids. They're playing with them like they're they're little dolls. They're playing with their minds. They're micromanaging and socializing their lives. And they come out of there so screwed up, they can't tell which way's up. Well, it depends on what your definition is up is. (laughs) Let's question the definition of every word, because then we possibly communicate man i hate these these idiots all right um chancellor rebecca blank has proposed giving first generation transfers from two-year schools free tuition for a year contingent on funding in the upcoming state budget and a recent 10 million dollar donation will be invested in expanding the chancellor's scholarship program which supports minorities mcglone said ACT and SAT scores are not the only factor in admissions to the university in Madison, but their inclusions is required under region policy, McGlone said. Okay, you know, what I want to know is when did these ACT and SAT scores start? Because Well, ACT started... Uh, was, well, it was when during our generation. Yeah, well, the SAT scores were already there before us. The ACT... Was it in New York? But when I went to California, they didn't use the SAT; they used the ACT. And of course, California has always been a progressive hellhole. Yes, it's amazing. I, I aced everything except writing. <laughs> I did. I was so screwed up right back then about the English language because my teachers were morons. I could. I couldn't. I couldn't know what anything. I didn't know what a sentence was. I didn't know what a paragraph was anymore. I was just trying to make it look nice. I just because I tell one thing over here, another thing over there. I get what it can't be three different things. 
Well, it seems it can to Prague's. Last spring, pictures of swastikas and Adolf Hitler were posted on a Jewish student's door. Someone hurled racial slurs and spat at a black student in a dorm. And police... No, uh, uh, See, this uh, is uh, all lies. I want all this to be followed up because every They're time all lies. every time I read this, it turns out to be all lies. They, it absolutely does. Uh, I don't believe for a second someone hurled racial slurs, slurs and spat at a black student in a dorm. Not in a million years. I'm sorry. You all are too programmed for that. You might spit on a white boy, but not a black boy. Sorry. Um... And police arrested a black student during class for spray-painting anti-racist messages on campus buildings. Notice they hate Jews, but they love Muslims. Inside-out, upside-down world. Unbelievable. Minority students spent the semester pressuring administrators for change. Last month, the students who was imprisoned for burning down two black churches tried to start a white supremacist group on campus. He abandoned his efforts following intense backlash, but the student government criticized Blank for saying he had a legal right to express his views. What? He was in prison for burning... How did he get out of prison? And into college. I'm perplexed. And he does have a legal right to express his views. But he doesn't have a legal right for us to like it. Why are they pushing this when they have so many refugees that are going to come in and go to the schools? Oh, they want that. They hate Jews because refugees hate Jews. Because they love Palestinians. They're the injured class. The Palestinians are injured. When they put Israel down in... No, when you say things they placed Israel in Palestine, there was no Palestine. There was nowhere ever on a map the country of Palestine. Anyway, it was there. His it's the Jews, the Israelites, historic land. They they built Jerusalem. They built these towns and cities. They built that, not the Arabs. The Jews did. And of course, it was taken away from them. They had to fled. They've been persecuted over and over out through five, over five thousand years because I don't know why they're too stupid just to just to do what God tells them to do. You make they they keep making these these agreements with God. To, these covenants, and then they break them, and God gets pissed, and then bad things happen to them. You would think by now they'd learn from history. No. There's a whole swath of them, and they call themselves Orthodox Jews too, which is amazing. That's for this collectivism, social justice, uh, demon-grat nonsense, which has, which has no place in Judaism. Yes. Anyway. I don't feel like talking about my credentials. I know what Judaism is. And I don't need any lectures on Zionism either. Oh, but if you'd like to try to enlighten me. Oh, four, no. 406 no. no. You've got two minutes. <laughs> I said no. 406 <laughs> Hurry up. you got two minutes. I'll give you 20 seconds to get your answer in. Uh, in the university in August, proposed building a black cultural center. It, what, what culture? What culture are we going to worship of the black culture? What is it? Africa? 
the, this, Somalia. That backwards crap. Really? <laughs> that, that, that's what you want to be. That's what you want your whole culture to be. What's going on in Africa? Let's bring that over here and label you with that. That's great. That makes you look worse. Ah, out of time. Jump Cooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Botter from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening on uncooperativeradio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.